the volume, play it loud. Join Rob Tessera on New Year's Day at Warehouse Leeds for an exclusive eight-hour open-to-close set. An epic journey through 25 years of dance music featuring house, trance, old school and hard house delivered by one of the UK's biggest DJ legends. Rob Tessera, exclusive eight hour open to close sets on New Year's Day at Warehouse Leeds. Tickets on sale from Skiddle and more on the door now. So Rob, pleasure. We're sat here at Sponge Studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you doing? You're right. I'm all right, mate. Long Good. time no see. Yeah, it's been a while, isn't it? <laughs> so uh, just to give a bit of background, um, I'm sat here with Rob Tazera. Um, we've got an event on New Year's Day mm-hmm. where Rob will be playing an eight-hour open to close set at the warehouse in Leeds. Now, as part of this promotion, we asked Rob to send us over a timeline of his career because obviously the eight-hour set is going to be for, yeah, showcasing the full 25 years of mm. your career. Yeah. And um, we wanted to try and get this across in the promotion, a bit of um, a bit of the flavour of what you've been up to. So you yeah. sent me over this timeline, and I was looking at it, and I'm like, "Fucking hell, you've done a shitload of stuff." <laughs> I'm really like I was a bit flabbergasted I mean mate I've known you for a number of years on a professional and a personal level and I I was a bit taken aback by it all and I'm sat here thinking and I'm sat here thinking how the fucking hell am I going to get all this into like a bit of PR that we can release and then it just suddenly dawned on me the best way to hear it from the horse's mouth get you in me and you will just sat here we'll talk Give us some funny stories, and you can, you know, we can get a bit of a, a bit of an insight into what yeah. you've done, mate, because it's pretty fucking impressive, man. Thank you, mate. Thank uh, you very is, much. Thank no, you. Yeah, and I do mean Thank that. You. I, no, I'm not, but I'm not... no, I, t- I take I take it in the spirit it was meant. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, no, like, no, honestly, yeah, I'm I, I, I've always been a pretty passionate and driven driven guy about this sort of stuff right from the right from the offset, and you know, uh, yeah, I set off on a mission, and I've uh, I, I still I always say this, and I say it to other people as well. I always Think you should think that the best days are still ahead. Of course, you know, and, mate, uh, of course. And, and that's the way I treat everything. And I always want to try to make it better. And that you know, that's that that's my it is my goal. It is your goal. It it's a good goal. goal to have, mate. I mean, you can obviously see it's been your goal. I mean, I've got a, I've got my laptop open in front of us. Obviously, people can't see that, but it's, it's got like a little bit of a timeline, and it's like it's almost four pages of uh, four pages long of, of of key stuff. You know, right. that, and this is just yeah. the key stuff. So you know, for the, what we're going to do today is we're just going to go over it. Um, just have a little chat about it see where we go go off on some tangents mm. um, and then later on we are going to introduce some classic moments some of your defining yeah. music yeah. from your yeah. career so yeah. uh, rather than being a, being a top 10 I wanted to yeah. wanted it to be you know uh, these are things that happened when I heard this tune for the first time just like you know when you hear your first tune you, when, you, when, you, when you hear that tune you know for oh, the yeah, first yeah. time and you think oh my god I yeah. was a Sunny D, yeah. you know, uh, and this person dropped it or whatever, you know, and I thought yeah. we'd go down that line, really. Good, good. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it, mate. So yeah. we're going to go right back to the start, mate, and 1988 to 89. When, when I was four. When yeah. you was four, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you first got into it then. So, yeah. I mean, how, how did you get into the DJ? Now, what was the thing that sparked it, mate? Right, okay. Well, I was um, uh, a bass player in a band for for a number of years with, uh, with my best mate. Um, he was a drummer. I was a bass player. Uh, this would have been when we were like 
14, 15 uh, from, from school. And then we met these kids who were a little bit older than us and we got into this band called No Comments, spelt with a K. Mm. Uh, this is like 80s. So we had 80s hair with like like Flock of Seagulls or bloody Duran Duran or any of them bands that you see, you know, like the proper like 80s wigs. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. so um, so I was playing bass for them. Then we um, uh, we very nearly got signed to a label called Polydor Records, which I'm sure you've yeah, heard of. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, uh, yeah. They came and uh, talent scouted us. We did a gig in London uh, in Hammersmith and, um, and, and that never happened. Uh, and then literally as soon as that didn't happen, which would, would probably be about I think about 1987 or so um, I started thinking I'm hearing this machine music coming through machine music (laughs) you know I'm I'm hearing you know there there was a lot of bands in the 80s anyway you know who were using synthesizers and I I initially wanted to get a synthesizer in like 1982 you know like the the original like Gary Newman style you know Yamaha CSO5 is what I wanted God knows what I'd have done with it because it's monophonic, so you, you can't even really make a can't even play chords on it. But anyway, so so um, so I'm hearing all this machine music coming through, and then my mate starts going out with this girl, and she uh, she says, "Oh, you, you know, um, there's these these new things starting. These acid house parties starting. You, you want to start coming out to them? These warehouse parties." So. Um, at the time, I would have been, uh, I, you know, I was a young guy, uh, sales uh, sales representative, uh, working for uh, BMW in Maidenhead. Uh, I just just come out of the RAF, and, yeah. um, and um and and so I'm I, I, I'm working. I'm I'm a yuppie basically, you know, <laughs> from back in the days. Uh, you know, I was one of the only people who, uh, who had one of those like Motorola. Uh, phones, you know the. I think the, the, the eight thousand five hundred. Do you have a little uh, side holster for it? Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, you, you, would, you wouldn't want to put a, uh, in a side holster because in those days you wanted to put that on the desktop or really? right on the top of the bar. That was a, such a status symbol to have one of those. I was one of those guys. Blazer, um, shirt and tie, um, and we used to just go out. We used to go out fucking and fighting. That's right, you know, okay, you know, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. that. That's how it, that, you know, and that's how everybody was in those days. That's how it was. You know, there was no love. You know, uh, it was just how it was. Um, and um, and then all of a sudden, things like S Express and. Um, um, Farley Jack Master Funk and all these sort of tunes start coming out where it's kind of fusing soul music, which I loved, you know, and that's really what, I've, what I've, I have had a true passion for at that time. Um, it was marrying that with the machines. Machine music, Machine I've never heard music. it called that, yeah, but it yeah, makes yeah. so much sense. Because yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. like up to that point, it would have been a total alien sound. You know, I mean, I grew up with it, alien. But, well, this is yeah. the thing. So, so you know, this sequence thing. You know, the, the you know the acid house sound, the the sounds of acid, the three hundred three and everything. To me, you know, 
I just couldn't get with it. I just thought, yeah. really? Like, you know, where's the love in that? Really? In the machines, <laughs> you know. And uh, but, but then but then as time went on uh, and more people got involved in it when people like uh, Fast Eddie and um, Joe Smooth and all those sort of people started, you know, uh, uh, creating stuff where, where you had big soulful voices over the machines, yeah. I suddenly thought, hmm, this is good. And then some other stuff happened, and then right. I went to a few of these parties, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and stopped doing so much drinking, shall we say? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. and all of a sudden, you know, you, uh, you, you, you your eyes get open to something else, don't they? Yeah, and uh, yeah. and and also um, part of the acid house movement back then, it wasn't just about going to those events. Right, I, I just touched on this in a private conversation with you about, um, um, it was a meeting place for everybody. Yes. To go. It was a, you know, it was a place where everyone who like-minded individuals wanted to go to those things. You know, um, people felt there was no restriction anymore. There was dancing after 2am which was completely alien to everybody. You know, even though they were in illegal warehouses yeah, and all the yeah, rest of yeah. it. You know, it was... It, it was as much about the lawlessness and putting one over on the police yeah. as it was, and and the government. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. let's bring down the government, the yeah, Tories. Yeah, you know, yeah. we just come out of a really bitter period uh, with poll tax riots and um, uh, the miners' strike, and the government was everybody hated them they'd sent troops to the war you know yeah. all that type of stuff you know it and, sounds and a little bit like the kind of like the, the climate that's around at the moment really, very much you know very, yeah. very much Fair, that kind you know, of you know it was it was it, it was it was very much like that in fact it's almost like it's gone back in a complete full circle funny old it's thing come around. <laughs> it's come back around yeah, yeah, yeah. it's come back around and now I'm watching people going out wearing tweed jackets right, and blazers yeah, yeah. and Oxford shirts and chinos. Things that they've just gone away for the last yeah, yeah. 30 years nearly, or certainly for 20-odd years. And now, you know, with The Only Way is Essex, that's what everyone's striving to be. Crazy, you know, yeah. that with the, with the, with that very sort of, you know, uh, manufactured and manicured yeah, sort of look. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and yeah, so, 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 yeah, so we start going to all these parties and... Um, it, when you first, when we first started going to them, there was like three hundred people at them, mm. and then you go to the next one, and uh, you know, I know that probably the people who are listening to this, someone will know some of these stories already. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was very much like you had one number to call one person who had that bloody mobile phone that I was yeah, talking about. Yeah. They had one of them. In fact, in fact, it was even in the days where they they had. Um, like a, a strap round box with an aerial on it and it was almost right. like a it was like an old telephone that had a wire on it yeah and there's no word of a lie either you know yeah, it's like yeah, it's yeah. like that, that that you know you used to get car traders come to the dealership that, that had them phones and you used to look at them and think look at the state of him but the people that were running the parties that's what they had they had these they were a mobile communication device so and the latest technology you know it's impressive man I mean you, you think about the organisation we take it for granted these days you can click a button reach people on Facebook, send a text, totally. you know, an e-flyer or whatever, and, and back then it was one number. I mean, bloody and, hell! And the worst thing about it uh, was you used to have to speak to people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, it does make me laugh a little bit. You know, I'm not a listener. I'm not being, uh, uh, you know, over romantic or anything about it. You know, um, it, it, th- there was something great about that community spirit of people thinking, I'm seeking it out. I yeah. want it. You know, yeah, that's yeah. what, you know, I think is uh, that that has been a little bit lost over the last few years. You know, uh, I think the ticket selling thing got big in around about sort of 2007, yeah, 2008. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's that was a bit of a game changer, really, because yeah. be- prior to that, you just put something on, build it strong and they will come. Yeah, that's yeah. How, that's how it used to be, and that's what these things were all about. Yeah. And um, you know, I've been to some of those parties. All those parties that I'm talking about, they are what are what are known as the M25. Yeah, yeah, right. pretty, pretty yeah. famous. Yeah, yeah they are. They the, were the know, ones that's kicked they off are the, the ones. Yeah, yeah, the revolution. It, was, were, it sounds like a revolution. It was the summer of love. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was a 1988. It was yeah. the summer of love. You know, um, and um, and literally. The, the reason they called it the Summer Love and my first track in in um, in the podcast, you know, um, it, it very much touches on this. It's strings of life, rhythm is rhythm, and and I've seen people in these parties talking to each other for the first time. You know, you can you hear people talking, say, "Where are you from, mate?" You know that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you yeah. had? Where are you from? Yeah, yeah. There's a reason for that, and yeah. that is because that's where it came from. Ah, you know, yeah, okay. you know, and and the reason that people would ask those questions was, where are you from? And then you get people saying, I'm from uh, South London. Uh, I'm from North London. Who do you support? I support West Ham. All right, I support Chelsea. And in any other circumstance, I would tear your face off. But right now. Give me a cuddle. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. no word of a lie. Yeah. I've seen that on so many occasions. Spurs fans and uh, yeah. Chelsea fans. Obviously, football hooliganism, hooliganism back then was huge, wasn't Massive. it? Massive. I, I know that yeah, the Raves were credited with yeah. actually disbanding all that kind of thing. Well, they, certainly absolutely, it down. you know, yeah. absolutely true because yeah. I've seen it firsthand. You know, I've seen <clears> those, those, those some of those guys that, you know, I used to go to school with, you know, some some people who were a bit like that. You know, uh, they were uh, casuals, you know, um, which, you know, they were wearing the Adidas and the Diodora and uh, you know uh, Fear tracksuits and all that type of stuff and uh, you know with the um, uh, polar neck jumpers and yeah. all the rest of it and Kabichi you know and, and those guys they you know uh, some of those people they went from being those guys to just loving it and changing yeah. it completely and then the police were almost you know and this, I think you'll find that this is quite documented the police were even kind of allowing some of that drug dealing and stuff to go on because right, that yeah, yeah. Quelled, it quelled the it. anger yeah, yeah. In the te- on the terraces right, okay. so instead of people going and thinking right right, we're going to have it we're yeah, going to have yeah. a rumble this afternoon yeah. uh, they'd all go there and because they, the policing was a little bit more relaxed and they'd let them take the drugs in and all the rest of it then, then everything was calm, right? You know, okay. and that—that's the absolute god. Dance honest. music has got a lot to a uh, lot to answer for, you uh, know, in yeah. terms of uh, cultural shift and revolution. Yeah, so, so, you're, so you're going to these parties, Sorry, and yeah. obviously, and you, yeah. you know, you've experienced it. It's been a massive eye opener for yeah. you. You know, you've got the bug, obviously, by mm. this point. Yeah. What was the point when you decided you actually wanted to take it a step further and become a part of the scene in a sense of you know picking up some decks and mixing? You know, because yeah. obviously you've been into music before. You touched you, on you've been in a band, yeah, so yeah. Because I I started well, so um, we went to one of these raves and we we saw a couple of people play. Adamski who did uh, right, yeah, Killer, yeah, yeah. Um, he he used to do a live set at, the, at these things, and I was thinking, wow, look at that, that's impressive. So then that started turning me on to. Could we do some live stuff that was a bit like this? And then you're watching him doing it and you're thinking, he's amazing.
everybody at that point had only just started. Yeah. So it's not like anyone was that far ahead of you. We used to go and watch a guy in Milton Keynes, that's where I kind of grew up. Um, I'm from London originally, but that's where I grew up, as in, you know, I went to school. And we used to go to um, um, a, a thing in Milton Keynes called the Starting Gate. Um, and this DJ, he used to play like uh, a cross between original electro, you know, like Planet Rock and right, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, um, loads of uh, big mishmash of stuff. Rock the Casbah by by the Clash, alongside eighties tracks by Divine. You know, it was like a like a mixed gay straight uh, crowd at this place. Um, and you know, this guy used to play Evil Eddie Richards. Right, he started he started DJing at these sunrise parties. So when we saw his name. We were like, wow, Eddie's there, you know what I mean? So we used to go and watch Eddie. And then this guy, he could just, like I say, he could play anything together. I'm assuming that he was originally like an 80s DJ who could hip hop scratch and do bits and bobs like that. So he could fuse all sorts of different right, styles okay, together. And yeah. I'm sort of thinking, he's really, really good. But some of the other people that were playing, and I'm talking about some, there were some, there were some big names. Oakenfold yeah. was yeah. one of the originators, all that stuff. Carl Cox used to play, and they were all brilliant. But there were some other people on the periphery of that who I thought, you're all right, but you're not. Eddie, yeah, and yeah, you're not, yeah. you know, uh, and there was lots of people like that, and I went to more and more parties by different people because it's just the same as as everything. Just you know, you have an originator, and then you have lots of people doing other stuff. So lots of other raves started up. So we used to go to loads of different stuff, and you listen to people playing, and you're thinking they're good, but they're not great, you know. And and I'm then beginning to realise that they're mixing vocals over other tracks. Right. Do you know what I mean? You know. So I'm thinking this is a musical instrument. It's an right. a, it's a musical the, bit the, of a light bulb the, moment. Yeah, the the decks are a musical, <laughs> so they're playing two records that I know really well, and I'm thinking, that's the vocals out of that track, out of um, uh, used to hold me, Ralph Rosario with um, um, Swain Latino, and you're thinking. I'm going to try that because I bought them records because I started collecting a few records. I started going into London every week and yeah. buying a few tunes. And, and so I'm beginning to, to, to get a little selection of stuff together. So then I borrowed um, a deck off of uh, my dad. He had a Technics deck that had nothing to do with like what Technics decks are now. Um, it was just that it was like the... It was a forerunner to those decks. It was like a, it was a really high end uh, hi fi turntable. Yeah. He was a hi- massive hi fi enthusiast, my dad. Um, so I borrowed his uh, turntable and I bought a little, um, just a little, not even belt driven. It didn't even, hamster driven. You used to have to pinch it and spin it to, yeah. you know, like, like against its will to make it go faster. <laughs> it didn't have a pitch control on it. And, and I just started mucking around with that with a, with a little uh, mixer that I bought from Tandy, which is now Maplin's. Um, you know, it's been bought yeah, out by yeah, Maplin's. Yeah. And, uh, and, and when I first got the mixer, I, I, I I took it home, so I went to the shop, I asked for a mixer, they sold me this mixer for about 35 quid, I got it home and uh, unpacked it all, followed the instructions, plugged it in, had the two turntables there, plugged them in, put the two tunes on, put one fader up and then 
fired the other fader in and I, it didn't mix and I, I, and I was going to take it back to the shop. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, it's, it's, it's broken. I must have it wired up yeah. wrong. And then I got my mate round who was my mate who was in the band and, uh, and we'd gone to all these asset house things together and he was a drummer and he knew somebody who was a DJ and he said, mate, you have to like mix them together. Yeah, you have yeah, yeah. to blend and you know. Oh, so, you, so you thought literally this this device? It mi- I mixer, thought it mixed. It mixed it for yeah, you. Yeah, right? yeah, okay. yeah. I thought it mixed. Yeah, I thought it. I thought well, that's I mean, what it did. I right, thought that was the okay, key yeah. thing. Was well, just, it makes sense. You a just, mixer. A you mixer. Yeah. You just like put to turn one fader up as the other one goes away, and it, the tracks mixed. But oh no, it was like a massive train crash for for like a number of weeks. I think before he came around. Anyway, so so he he then showed me a, a, a few little bits and bobs, and uh, and then I just thought oh, I'm loving this. You know, this is great. Then I was sort sort of um, um, lucky enough to uh, know some people. Right, so but sorry, by this point, I'd um, I'd left um, working as a sales rep and doing all the M twenty five parties, yeah. and I was going out with a girl and. You know one of those where your job's not going very well and your girlfriend is a pain in the ass and she lived in the same street and uh, and like she'd come and knock on the window, do you know what I mean? Like, like all the time and I'd be like, ah, this isn't ideal, you know, and it was driving me mental. And uh, so one Friday night, I just packed all my stuff in my car. Uh, so by this point, my mate who'd been in the band and who'd taken us to first raves and everything, he'd started going to university in Manchester. And he and he called me uh, like the th- on the Thursday and planted the seed to say I'm not being funny, but right all that stuff that we did down yeah. there on the M25, amazing best things of our life. I've been to this one club, and it's wiped all of that out. You need to come up here, and you need to come to the Hacienda. Oh right, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he yeah. said, "This is I can't even describe it. You just need to come." So after he'd said that, and I had a row with my girlfriend, I had a row at work. So I put all my car, all my stuff into this ropey old Renault Twelve that I had. Drove up the motorway, uh, got about as far as Northampton, uh, and then called my boss and said, I, I, "Listen, it's just not working. I, I'm leaving. In fact, I've left. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and just left everything behind and." finished with my girlfriend and everything and just moved up uh, with all my stuff in the back of the car went straight to the hacienda on the friday night uh took me about six hours to get up from uh, from where i lived uh went in the place and it was amazing and you know when people get romantic about yeah, stuff and, yeah. right so i think i don't need to tell you i've done i've been involved in a lot of stuff i've been to a lot of amazing stuff across the world that place was ridiculous yeah yeah it was up to the hype Unbelievable. Like hotter than the sun. You couldn't yeah. wear orange or red in there because you just yeah. burst into flames. <laughs> it was one of them sort of places, you know. Yeah. And the music was amazing. Graham Park, Mike Pickering, um, Another guy who never really sort of stayed with it, a guy called Nick Arojo and John De Silva. And John De Silva was was great at doing the acapella stuff. Um, and uh, all, all these ideas are firing in, you know. And I'm just thinking, oh, I just want to do that. Yeah. And then I start. I, got I, the bug. You just, I got the bug. Totally I got the bug. Yeah, 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 you know. And uh, and then I um, started going out with this girl who lived in Blackburn through going to um, to the Hacienda started seeing this girl so I started going over to see her then uh, it turns out that her brother 
um, is the guy who does the drinks van in these acid house parties that are in Blackburn. So, so I'm with her one night, and uh, this uh, brother comes in. He goes, "You want to come to a party?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, "What sort of party?" He said, "Acid house party." <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said, "Well, you know." And it conjures up this. They, they, they were they were massively organised those uh, events down south. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They were like yeah. they were they were so well stage um, um, stage managed and choreographed yeah. by this guy called Tony Colston Hater and his team. They, 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 um, you know, they, they did incredible stuff, including like making out that they were doing videos for a band called Soul to Soul, who I'm sure you've heard yeah, back of course, to life yeah. all the rest of it. Like, so they yeah. were number one act at the time, and he he persuaded the people that owned this uh, this airfield to use a warehouse there, uh, based on the premise that um, that they were recording a video for their number one single. Um, and that's going to involve having like uh, like a few thousand of their closest friends there. <laughs> so so that's the kind of thing that right. I was used to. Yeah. Right, so yeah. so those, so when when he when he said, "Oh, you want to come to this acido party?" I said, "Well, yeah, of course I do." So went there, and it was in an old building uh, in a street called Pump Street in uh, in Blackburn that 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 it had like um, no no roof down one side, no windows in it, loads of asbestos stuff on the floor, oh, like. One strobe light, one smoke machine, and a guy um, playing like a, a Jim Morrison Doors poem over the top, <laughs> over the top of an acid house tune, and then playing right. Joy Division. Love will tear us I think apart. I've been to a few parties. Like yeah, that. honestly, <laughs> it's such a different experience yeah, from yeah, what yeah. I was expecting. The but what I realised was it was a proper, proper acid house party yeah, yeah. where everyone was off their faces you know uh, yeah. on, on acid funnily yeah, enough you yeah. know and it was mental we are about to take you into the world of the LSD user and so there would have been about two and a half, maybe 300 people there. And it was, it, it, you know, one of those things where you think, this is raw. Yes. This yeah, is yeah. this is the yeah. real thing. It's a little bit like, you know, going to huge, you know, uh, going to Ultrafest and then going to Parlez Vous. Yeah. Which, and, and you know that at Parlez Vous, that's where the love really yeah, is. Exactly, and that's where the exactly. real people are. You know, that exactly. kind of, it was that kind of thing. I started making tapes for this girl. Yeah. Um, so you're mixing on your still you've still on, got a set on, of decks, on, yeah. yeah. Sorry. You've, yeah. You've on, got the on, manual drive. <laughs> the manual drive and and two tape recorders right, as well. Okay. So I'm I'm like mixing samples, you know, yeah. like dropping bits off. Uh, there was some albums called Beats, Breaks, and Samples, and yeah, they've got yeah, like yeah. all the things that you're like, check yeah, this yeah, out. All yeah, that. Yeah. They're all off their albums. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I play a little sample. I told you, and then poof, and then into the next tune, all that type of stuff uh, as well. As trying to mix some of it up, you know, um, and then um, as well as slapping your mixer, it's not working. I still. know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and 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 so I'd been doing that for a while, and then I got a job selling cars in Manchester, and then I managed to get the money together um, for a set of um, uh, Technics for a set of twelve hundreds, you know, uh, and a mixer, uh, just this ropey old uh, Citronic mixer, which was the thing of the day. Uh, it didn't even have any graphic or anything, or you know, it had no bass, mid, treble, or anything. It was just two channels, really. Um, and uh, and I started put 
putting together slightly better tapes then yeah. um, and uh, and then she'd been playing these tapes to her brother and he was like he's not bad you know um, you know may, maybe have him may, maybe have him come over they did a bar uh, called minstrels in Blackburn which is still there now actually um, and um, and and it, it was the meeting place yeah no sorry I was just checking out yeah. the peaking on that but it will be fine mate it'll be carry on um, yeah so I, you can turn it down I think by uh, so yeah, we're just uh, we're just turning things down in the studio, yeah. Yeah. as it goes. Ever the professionals. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Um, yeah. So, um, God, we've been talking for twenty five minutes already. I know. I know. We haven't even oh, like. <laughs> oh, that's really bad news. No, right. no, it's good, mate. It's good. Edit some of this down. No, no, right, we'll okay. be fine, mate. Just crack on, man. I want it raw. I want to hear sauce. <laughs> sauce, um, not sauce. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, uh, so I started playing in this bar, and. It was the place where everybody would come to meet for the acid house parties. Yeah, yeah. Like that's where you, that's where the, the 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 girl who had the mobile phone, you know, rather than the guy, there was there was a girl, and she, uh, the girl called Jane, and she she had the mobile phone. So that's where everybody would come. Who already knew her anyway, but that's where everyone else would come. The convoy would start there and then go to the warehouses. So I was playing in that bar, and then from playing in that bar, they then asked me to do the pirate radio station, which was called the BBC. Blackburn Buzz Corporation. Oh, nice! Yeah, so in the in the loft of somebody's house, and uh, I used to do that every Saturday night, and that would uh, that would um, tell everybody where to go and play their favourite tunes whilst they were in the car, whilst there was. Now at this point, so it had gone from being 250 people to in the space of like less than six months, there was more like 4,000 people really? going. Yeah. Yeah. The same place in Blackburn, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, a, di- a, right, but a different, okay. different parties all right, over. Okay, they were they were literally the scene doing that was growing thing. basically. Yeah, and yeah. they were breaking into warehouses right. during the week. They were paying off security guards so that they could then then. Um, Build the speakers on site in order to flummox the um, the law. What they do is they buy all the components for the speakers. Wow. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. What um, a time to be alive! Unbelievable. <laughs> That's the level it had to go to. Wow. They were building. There was a guy that who uh, I won't say his name, but but he um, he he used to be a, like a mad scientist, and he could build amplifiers and he could build speakers as well. And they would they would you know literally buy all the components and then turn up with you know like an 18 inch bass driver you know uh, in, in, in a pla- placky bag you know and yeah. then, then drop that in one day then come back the next day and then they'd get somebody to deliver some wood wow. and it, it's ingenious man it really it's, is it's unbelievable there's, there's actually um, there's a documentary that, that I'm sure that you can see online called High on Hope right. and it actually explains it all it, it's, 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 it's fascinating is that available like on YouTube I think, I think it's on no, YouTube okay, yeah, yeah, yeah High on Hope it's called right. um, and it actually shows like diagrams of how they built all the stuff you know the animated yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. It's absolutely, yeah. it's unbelievable. More powerful than you can possibly imagine. So, so those those guys, um, you know, I started started knocking around with all those guys. They, they started liking what I was doing a little bit more. Then one day, somebody never... T- in fact, sorry, let me just explain. So back in those days, it weren't a case of... They would book some DJs who were really yeah. good, like the Carl Coxes of this world, but not very many of them. How it worked was one person was in control of the DJs and they, you would come, you would turn up with your record box and if they liked the look of you and if they'd heard you before, you literally had to wait in a line until it got to a point where they'd go... 
hook him off. Easy. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you're done. That now. You're done. That now. Off you go, sunshine. Crazy. Next I quite like one on. it though. Yeah, like brilliant. It. Hon- yeah. Honestly, unbelievable. And I and I, you know, got in them lines and I and I waited my turn a few times. And then um, just when everything was absolutely cooking on gas, and I was thinking, <laughs> this is great. I'm beginning to establish myself. Um, the uh, the the police eventually completely broke the scene in right, Blackburn, yeah. where they started, you know, turning up with uh, riot shields, dogs helicopters the lot you yeah. know vans full of people so so the the uh, minor strike and all that had finished now so they had to deploy all these people who were on on all this bonus time into something else and they actually got a rave squad you know, yeah, uh, yeah, you know yeah, with undercovers and the lot well, well you know about that first hand don't I do, you because, I do uh, yeah, you I had do, some yeah. first hand experience I of do, the rave yeah, squad yeah, 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 yeah. You completely do you know yeah. and uh, and they broke the back of it they, they they you know they killed it off pretty much you know they 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 uh, they, 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 they they decimated it in Blackburn and you couldn't do any more parties so the people that were running the parties in Blackburn then started looking at doing parties in Leeds right okay you know because it was across the M25 it weren't too far they didn't want to do them in Manchester because there was already conflict with some of the Manchester gangsters anyway who were trying to move in on Blackburn so they felt that it was a less threatening uh, thing to, to come over to Leeds and and start running them over here so you were getting massive convoys of people coming from Blackburn uh, over over this way, uh, so on the very first party, this is in 1990, might have been 91 actually. Yeah, uh, 1991. Um, so everybody descends on this warehouse in Gildersum, which right. uh, um, which is now um, it's right opposite where the you know the bath store is in in Gildersum. Uh, the bath store, the bath store. Yes, I do actually. Yeah, yeah. I know right, the bath store. Right yes. opposite the bath store, there there used to be an old Sony warehouse uh, in that industrial estate that's right opposite, and uh, and everybody turned up there, and there was a uh, like a th- um, th- there was about a th- thousand people got in, but there was about six thousand people trying to Ooh. get in. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Jesus, you know, big big, yeah, big yeah, deal. Yeah. And, you know, you don't really know that anymore. Un- <laughs> unbelievable, and um, and I was. Uh, Second on, in fact, yeah. Somebody else played at the very beginning, then I went on, and um, they was when when we arrived, they were literally still building some of the equipment, you right, know, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, and the the guys who who actually see, I didn't run these events, I was just playing at them, but I, you know, uh, as, as you'll hear in a bit, you know, uh, I kind of got done as a bit of a ringleader, but I wasn't one of the ringleaders. But anyway, they would turn up, the, the, the they would turn up with us like a ski holdall with the decks in the ski right, ski holdall, okay, yeah. unzip the ski hold and then just peel back the ski hold all and then plug everything yeah. so that if the police came along then you just zip it up put it oh, on your back straight and run. yeah yeah nice mental so 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 i'm i'm playing on decks out of the back of this bloody ski hold all thing <laughs> and uh, um and I'm, I'm having the time of my life as you can imagine this is the biggest thing i've ever done yeah, now, yeah, you know, yeah. it's a thousand people in front of us and then this guy comes up who's running the party and he says Police are here, you know. It's not, it's not looking good, you know. We're going to have to shut it down. And I'm thinking, not on your Nelly <laughs> is that getting shut down without, without me, you know, yeah. trying to stop that. Yeah. There was a, so we plugged the headphones into the mic yeah. socket, the old trick, yeah, yeah um, and give it the old. <laughs> 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 right, guys. I'm not being funny, but police are here, and if you want the party to carry on, we're going to have to fight the bastards. Not really thinking <laughs> that that would cause any Wise problems. Words, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In hindsight, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so, and then 
going harping back to what I initially said about uh, football hooligans. Yeah, you've got uh, out of those thousand people, you've got maybe four or five hundred of them are lads who are uh, yeah, a yeah. bit tasty, shall yeah, we say? Yeah. And they just turn back into football hooligans, unfortunately. And I'm just stood there thinking. What have I done? Biting your fist quite what a lot. What have I done? Yeah, you know, what have I said and uh, what have I done? And it, and it, you know, literally the police turned up. There were two helicopters outside, you know, shining their lights into the windows. Uh, dogs, um, riot police, the whole lot. They, wow. they, you know, so they're, they're trying to break through. So we, we held them off for like three hours. Right. <laughs> standoff then. A standoff where, where, where the music was still on right. and there was loads of fighting. Right. You know, where, okay, where, yeah. you know, where, where, where the crowd yeah, weren't yeah. having it. And then eventually they managed to get in through a, through a different warehouse and then break in. They, 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 they found some way in anyway. And then they stormed the place and, uh, um, they had battens and they wow. were, they were hitting people. They, they were hitting in like pregnant girls a lot right. it was it was pretty it was grim yeah it was yeah, grimsville there, there, there's there's plenty of footage up on youtube you know uh, if you if you if you look uh, there's itv news clips of it you know yeah, uh, yeah. Of, of that particular in fact, if you event. go to your facebook page oh, it's on uh, there yeah. which we, there's actually a post if you go onto facebook.com forward slash rob to zero official yeah. yeah there's actually the news clip of that very it, incident it is, on yeah. The, uh, yeah it's on there it's on there yeah, yeah. the news from itm more than 800 are arrested in Acid House party raid. Furniture and bricks were thrown at police when they moved in to break up the party at a warehouse near Leeds. The partygoers later made allegations of police brutality. When police moved in to break up the party at five this morning, the youngsters pelted them with missiles. But officers in riot gear broke through the barricades and into the building where they seized 1,000 pounds worth of drugs. Several officers were injured as scuffles broke out. Three were detained in hospital, one with a badly gassed jaw. He was hit with a four-foot plank of wood. 836 youngsters were arrested and lined up outside the disused warehouse which had been broken into. From there, they were ferried to nearby police stations. Another thousand people say the police were prevented from reaching the party. Youngsters who returned to the scene said they'd been attacked by the police. Eventually they got through and um, just ran right with the truncheons, hitting anybody they could inside. Those arrested were taken to 30 different police stations. Many have since been released without charge. The police say they will be pressing charges for breach of the peace, criminal damage and misuse of drugs. Terry Lloyd, ITN, Leeds. Give me a mic, I get hyped. Doug Lacey in spotlight, rhyme spill. I get ill and watch the records turn like a windmill. I'm on track when I hit this. As a matter of fact, I don't miss this target. I score like a marksman. Break down and I'm sparking. They took everybody away that was in the party. This is quite unprecedented as well. So they arrested 1,036 people. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1,036? Yeah, 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 yeah. When did you all? Because I know. It, well, maybe it was a few less than that. Maybe it might have been about, maybe it was 836. Still a lot. I mean, Molly, might Molly police there. What they had to do was they had to take take people to the twenty different police stations. Wow. And, and process everybody yeah. so I went to Halifax police station and you know w what they were aiming to do was to you know get the info on yeah, what yeah. was going so what we think is well all we've got to do is keep moving back in the line and then hopefully they'll get bored of this and they'll they'll just say right on you go everybody off you go but what they were actually doing was taking everybody away realising that the people that were in the very last van were probably all the main right, faces okay, yeah. which 
kind of was how it was. Right, <laughs> you know? okay. And unfortunately, yeah. So 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 then so I got bailed after you know getting getting a grilling and yeah. having to write a statement and all the rest of it as to what my movements were. And then um, about. Mm, about three weeks later, yeah. uh, I, I now had a house in Rochdale, and um, and and I'd, I'd been out DJing somewhere, and I'd come back with a girl who I didn't even know. Yeah. You know how it goes. As you do. As you do. <laughs> and we were in, we were in bed. It was like something out of a film. We were we were, we were in bed, and then the door came off. Oh really? Uh, yeah. And then uh, eight police. Uh, police guys came in and uh, and one woman and uh, uh, and they, they they literally said yeah, get get your clothes on we had to get dressed in front of uh, in front of the police wow. um, and then taken away and then they were like right they, they searched all my room they found the hoodie top that I was wearing yeah. you know um, <clears throat> they were like you know putting to you know, look there's the hoodie top you were wearing this is you you know they had video footage of me you know they're like well, yeah. let's show you a, a, a horrible horror video uh, and, uh, there's me going you commanding yeah listen guys yeah, <laughs> yeah so i'd love to see that video <laughs> mental unbelievable yeah so 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 yeah so they so they they did me for that um and um then um you know as, as the ringleader for the party so what was the actual offense that you got charged with what i got done it? with uh it's um section two in it's one charge down from incitement to riot basically right, okay. it's like a public order offense right, okay. uh, but but yeah it's one down from uh from incitement to riot and uh and i also got done for dishonest abstraction of electricity uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> just but, to top it off yeah and, they've blatantly gone through the rule book and thought right what can we hit this well, they, well, they had to, they had to make yeah. it stick. This is the thing. So at that point as well, they'd em, they'd employ this guy called Graham Bright, mm. who was uh, the uh, he was the MP who was in charge of the um, um, the, the clamping down and the the eradication of acid house. Basically, right. it was called the Graham Bright Bill. This bill was passed to say that, that you could, no more than a few people could meet at any one time after the hours of two o'clock. It was a really really big deal. And in the end, uh, uh, they had to have somebody to hang out to drive for it. And I had no previous offences or anything. And they, they said that I was a ringleader because of what I'd said and all the rest of it. And that, I, you know, I must be, you know, you know, Mr. Big and all the right, rest of it. Yeah. And they gave me three months in Armley Jail for wow. it. Yeah, so uh, it was it was grim time. Grimsville. Yeah, yeah, Grimsville. Definitely. I mean, did you, when you went into the prison, did you get much respect from the people in there for being... Because obviously, you know, you, it's kind of like you're a DJ. You've yeah. been done for something that's quite glamorous in a certain yeah, yeah, sense, yeah. you know. Was yeah. it? No, no, <laughs> no. Actually, I did as it goes. Yeah, I yeah. was really, I was, yeah, I was, I was quite, I was quite fortunate <laughs> that they were, uh, yeah. Some of those people, they, yeah, they've probably been, yeah, you know, yeah, to, exactly. to stuff, yeah. you know. Uh, so, so, and and also, you know, you don't really get to know everybody's business, no, really in prison. You're best not to ask. Yeah, yeah, but, exactly. But this is the thing: is that is that it's you know, and I don't want to say this too many times. It ain't like it used to be. But the jails are different now right, to yeah, how they yeah. were then. You know, yeah. they were. It was like watching porridge. You know, right, the, yeah. you know, it was like two men in a in a jail cell. It weren't nice. Yeah, it, let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. And I saw saw some pretty grim stuff. I, yeah. I, I saw somebody get slashed. And, oh, you gosh, know, yeah. you know when they say don't go in the in the in the toilet block. You know, right, in the yeah, yard. Yeah, you yeah. know. Don't yeah. go in there, yeah. and then somebody comes out holding their face, and right, you know okay. it's pretty grim, you yeah, know, a yeah, horrible, yeah. a horrible situation. God. But you know, I did wrong. I'm yeah. not. I can't. I, you know, you can't flout the law like that and no, get away no, with it. No. You know, and that was. Uh, you know, I, I have regrets about that. Yeah. It upset my family. You know, 
literally, you know, I didn't tell them that it had happened. I just yeah. thought I'd be able to style this out for three months. I was I was actually going to uh, DJ in Kavos for the summer. Right, okay. um, so I'd sent all my stuff with this guy over to Kavos and literally... Um, just, I told my then girlfriend, because you can speak to one person when you get yeah. put in prison, spoke to her and just said, just keep shtum, don't say anything, you know what I mean? Um, and uh, and I'll be out, you know. Um, and my mate went off to Cavos for the summer with my stuff, uh, and uh, and and I sat in the, you know, sat in the cells for a, for a, right. a, for a while, um, um, which 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 weren't the best. But I, whilst I was in there, I had a light bulb moment. You know, I, I had a moment where I'm, uh, you know, I'm looking out over Kirkstall. I mean, you can picture yeah, this, yeah, can't yeah, you? Because you yeah. know, you can see that view. You know, looking down yeah. over the Esso garage, yeah, and yeah. then onto the all, all the roofs. Uh, yeah. You know, as I'm looking out of the bars which is like it's it's um it's unimaginable to you know to to be in that situation uh, and i'm just thinking right i'm either gonna have to stop this nonsense which is probably what i should do and what my parents would want to do or i am gonna crack on yeah. and i'm gonna make it work and i am gonna do something and i'm gonna make music you know i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna dj and i'm gonna then get involved in making music since I was 13 you know what I mean let's try to use some of that and make some tunes and that's what I did I just yeah. came out and fair play to you man because I, I was, I was you, just going to say because a lot of people would have taken that the total opposite way and just said yeah. right this is not for me you no. know, this and, and go, you know you'd have ended up being an accountant or gone back to sales yeah. or anything like yeah. that but yeah. to take that as actual inspiration yeah. you know it's, it's, well, it's pretty inspirational to hear that <laughs> <laughs> well thanks mate yeah, no thank it you. is a lot of people yeah. would have uh, yeah. would have would have taken that as a, as a sign from the almighty god oh, not to bother yeah, with this no, shit honestly yeah but, uh, probably, you know, there are times that you look back and you think hmm you know was that the was that the right move you know uh, but, but i think but, it i think it worked out yeah right, it seems to go right you know uh, but but yeah i i i just i'm one of those people i'm you know like a dog with a bone you know yeah, and uh, yeah. and i love it you know and it, it is my passion and and i kind of channeled some of that alongside so all the people who are not in fact it's not true not not all of the people but some of the people that should have looked after us when i came out actually didn't look after right. me people that said they would do that were not true to their word and that again I used as a yeah. you know I thought right, well that's not great that they've been like that so I'll just push on with some other people Good. and luckily some of the some of the people that I'd you know uh, played for before and sort of you know um, I don't know it just seemed to be that some people gave us a bit more credence for doing what yeah. I'd done you know yeah, and speaking yeah. up and going yeah. going to jail for it you know and 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 yeah so it gave me my next set of breaks really Good, you know um, so so you, you did so you went to the prison yeah you came out obviously invigorated yeah, yeah. Um, obviously the scenes just growing it's yeah. just getting bigger and bigger at yeah. this point isn't it you know yeah. like yeah um, massive yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's just exploding almost. yeah yeah the rave scene is yeah. exploding this is the thing so it's split, splitting into two directions this is like coming to about 1992 now yeah. um and it's splitting into a couple of directions and that's a that's a that's a kind of first as well because it's all been this uh all-encompassing uh this is uh our house and our house yeah, music you know yeah. uh into 
um, genres are starting to almost genres materialize. are absolutely right, that's okay, exactly yeah. what's happening so so it's splitting in a couple of directions there's the um, Fantasia um, Obsession um, uh, there's another event called uh, Gal- Galactica and, and several other events like that that you know like like you know uh, Donington Park all that kind of stuff where you would be getting say 30,000 people going to those listening to um, Carl Cox, DJ Sai, Man Paris, MCing, you know, um, the, you know that that kind that kind of that that that's where that was at. Yeah. And then you've got um, Back to Basics beginning right, to materialise okay. as so well. Up the rave and house music, yeah, almost. Yeah, d- uh, you yeah. know, and 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 that's moving more into looking cooler, right? And, yeah. uh, you know, and and getting more dressed up for clubbing, and almost going back to some of the previous values, you know, where you didn't have to get dressed up for it. Yeah. Now they wanted to make it a much more dressy affair, uh, and the music a bit cooler, and ju- you know, it was it was much more. Re- it weren't reserved in any way, no. um, but but it was it was just a different culture. Um, uh, so so the two things split into. To, you know, and, and I, I had to, to make some choices, yeah. I guess. You know, and um, you know, I, I love the rave. You know, yeah. I love rave, me. <laughs> proper, proper love rave, love rave me. Oh. <laughs> Do you like acid house, pal? Oh, I, yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it. <laughs> so, uh, so, 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 uh, you know, I, I started playing for a um, set of people called Ark uh, yeah. in Leeds. In Leeds, yeah. very famous. Yeah, 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 and and that. It, that thing was the forerunner to so many other things. Like it was the forerunner to Gatecrasher. Yeah, you know, uh, the, it was at the Corn Exchange in Leeds. Wasn't it was it? at the Corn yeah. Exchange, and it was also at the uni. Right. So okay. a lot of the people that went there were they were uni students, but uh, we're talking about having a, one of the youngest crowds I've ever seen in my entire life. Like yeah. sometimes you'd be playing and you'd be thinking. You're twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're thirteen. Yeah. What are you doing? How are you even getting in here? Yeah, you know, I yeah. mean, it was a rave crowd, you know, and yeah. uh, um, but but you know, it was it was it was that energy. You, I, the only way I can I, I can liken it to something that some people who know us from doing other stuff is it's like the first time that you or I walked into Tidy or Sunday Central. Yeah, yeah. You know where you just think. You, you can feel the atmosphere <laughs> in places like that, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Well, you it, just it really think, is a magic thing. It, yeah. you can't describe it. Just to, I mean, people who are listening to this obviously will have been to clubs before, yeah. but you know, then you almost have had that moments. But there really is something. I know exactly. I mean, I never went to Ark, but mm. just from you saying that, I can just feel That's that. It. Yeah. That feeling is it. That, yeah, that there's is something it. in the air. It's, it's weird. just like wow, ridiculous. Yeah. You know, two and two. We used to get about two thousand between two thousand two hundred and two thousand four hundred for each event at the uni. Rob Tyrrell and another guy called Tom, and they would they would have the best DJs of the day, the Carl Coxes of this world, you know, the, uh, you know, all sorts of different acts as well as Tall Ball and several other people. But they had a core of residents, and I was one of those residents. And I used to have to play after after everyone, you know, the Frank the Wolf and uh, um, Dave Angel and all these, you know. So we're talking about a full range of music, yeah, you know, yeah. like from techno to breakbeat to you know the forerunners to trance. Paul Oak and Fold used to play there all the time, you know, um, uh, and then you used to have to go on and pick up the pieces at the end right, of it, and okay. uh, and uh, you know, 
that's kind of what really established us in in Leeds was was that event. And I used to, you know, I did every one of them for five years. You know, do you do you did you find that that era kind of helped you? Um, because obviously you're quite well known for being able mm. to be quite diverse as yeah. a DJ. You know, playing yeah. a very variety of music yeah. and being able to do that. Yeah, right. I'm going to step in after anybody and be able to rock this place. Yeah. Do you find that that era? Helped you do that, helped oh, you establish definitely. yourself as that, definitely. playing after so many big DJs. 100%. You know, yeah. this is the thing is that, you know, and, um, you know, I, I always get nervous about what gig it is. You know, yeah, people are like, yeah. what are you getting nervous for? It's like, if you don't get nervous, then then you're not feeling it. Yeah, so yeah, what definitely. you know, you, you you should always you should always have that you know that nervousness, but also also have the confidence and do enough work, you know, before going out yeah. to play for you to actually. Go step up and do the do the do, yeah. you know, and and yeah, it's massively assisted me, Sam. It really has, you know, like when we were doing the Kiss the Funk stuff, yeah. you know, uh, having to play after mm. uh, Marillo, yeah. Um, yeah, um, David Guetta, uh, Steve Angelo, the, the, all of the Swedish House Mafia. Um, the, the list is pretty endless. I, the, the, I always used to think, yeah, I'm a bit scared, yeah, yeah. but if I do the prep, if I do the groundwork. Yeah. I should be all right. Yeah, you know I think that, I mean? that's key as well. I mean, yeah. you know, speaking to, to any DJs are out there, that that, that is, it's, it's knowing where you're playing in the night and yeah. doing the doing the preparation. I mean, what you're we are quite well known for your preparation as well. Mate. You know, you <laughs> you put quite a lot of work I, into I it. I am don't a bit you? meticulous, yeah. But yeah. but in some people, you know, some people. I don't know whether they. I don't. I actually don't think many people frown upon it. But I think some people who do frown upon it are the people who are just a little less organised. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and don't yeah. get me wrong. I can go out and freestyle, and I love doing that. And and even when I've done all of that uh, prep, I'm still freestyling yeah. anyway. But I just freestyle better. Yeah. That's the thing. Because yeah, yeah, you think yeah. I can. I can cut that corner because I know. I know what that tune does, and I know. I, 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 yeah, sometimes it, it, it's it's definitely about reading the crowd, yeah. but sometimes it's about. Uh, I always liken this to uh, David Beckham. Yeah, he goes out and he, he you know, he, he, he'll be putting the ball in the top corner. You know, uh, he, he, you know that that's the thing is he practicing that after, well, yeah, after everyone yeah, goes exactly. home. He practices putting the ball in. the top He never top knows top where corner. the ball is going to be on the pitch, but he knows how to put it in the top yeah, corner. Yeah, you know, you know, at, yeah. he practices set pieces. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and the same with um, uh, Tiger. Woods, even though he's fallen from grace, or Rory, yeah. you know, uh, you know, all, all those sort of sort of characters, um, they they hit 500 balls on the practice ground before yeah. they go out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know? People don't see that. There's that, old, that, there's, that uh, there's that meme on Facebook where the it's the iceberg, the tip of the iceberg success, yeah. but then underneath the iceberg, there's all this massive yeah, like that's, object of all the hard work to get to that success. What, exactly. Don't see that, that's you know? the, I think that's what you got to do, yeah, and uh, yeah. I think the marriage of the two things is you know what, yeah, what yeah. makes it work. It's mental as well, like the, the, the experiences you have, you know, from the arc, how it, that plays out into later life. And obviously, you know, we'll get into it in a bit, but you know, yeah. being able to go from being a, you know, a top class hard house DJ to all of a sudden being a house DJ. Yeah, it's like, thanks, you know, mate. Like just yeah, being yeah. able to, to be that diverse and simply just because you've played after that many different DJs and be put in the, under, under pressure in the in the situation where you have to deliver. You've got to do it, yeah. yeah. You, you, know? Go, you, know, you, you know, it's your job to keep in the building till yeah. the end. You've been entrusted with that, yeah, that job. Yeah. And, and, and it's mirrored in nearly everything that I've done over the years. 
um, like the first time I stepped into Sunday Central, you know, because yeah. um, um, Mad has asked me to come and get involved in Sunday Central, and he asked me to come. Sorry, he was going to start up. It was already a success in Birmingham, mm. and he. Uh, this is in like nineteen ninety-eight, back in the ninety-eight. So, so just before we get into, onto the Sunday yeah, sorry, Central, yeah, yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. no, no, because yeah, yeah, no the, the yeah, Sunday yeah. Central stuff yeah. interests me yeah, yeah, because yeah, I, yeah, I, I can relate yeah, to of it. Course, but, of course, of so, course. Yeah. So, you, so you're doing the arc stuff, yeah, yeah. and um, that that's all kicking off. Yeah. And this was about the time that you just started getting into the studio with Ian Bland as yeah, well to yeah, form yeah, yeah, the you know yeah. the infamous well now infamous yeah. Quake. You know, I mean yeah. that was a, a real defining point in your career, oh, wasn't it? You know, yes, mate. Yeah, we, yeah. Which which absolutely. actually the Quake stuff leads into the Sunday Central. Yeah, bit, so, completely. Yeah, yeah completely. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, so I met Ian in 1992. I'd already been playing his tunes, yeah. Dream Frequency, yeah. Take Me to the Top, Feel Surreal. Because uh, so Ian Bland, he's, he is like one of the, he's been responsible for some of the biggest. Ah, uh, 100%, anthems, yeah. That's what he was doing, yeah. was the Dream Frequency stuff. After that, he went into doing all the Dancing Divas yeah. uh, tracks as well. Uh, so he's produced so many amazing hits. And I cheekily, when I first met him, he's, he's he, you know, um, um, we met backstage at this thing called Galactica in uh, Rip and Racecourse. Uh, it must have been about, I don't know, about five or six thousand people wow. on Ripon Race Course uh, on a Friday night uh, in November. It was freezing uh, cold and like... Uh, and, and, any uh, promoters listening to this podcast must be thinking, fucking hell. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Total jealousy. It's like all the numbers were talking. You know? And the thing is, right, there, there, there's no exaggeration. It's all in history. Yeah, you can yeah. have a look for yourself. Yeah, you only have yeah, to look yeah. online to see... It's all lies. How, all lies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> from, it's all true apart from the bits we made up. And I met him backstage like Somebody said, "Oh, this is uh, Ian from Dream Frequency," and I said, "Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm Rob, Rob from Arc," and uh, and he was Rob like, off at Arc, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and he's, and he's like, "Oh, nice one, nice to meet you," and I said, "Listen, I love your music." I'm just wondering, do you think you might be able to make it a bit more mixable? Because it's, <laughs> you know, because like you, you don't put any like intros, beginning yeah. or end, you know, you don't put anything for us to DJs to mix it. And obviously which, it was vinyl back then, so yeah, it was very which hard to edit it. Which makes it, it, yeah, makes yeah. it well, impossible yeah, to edit yeah, yeah, it, impossible anything, to edit yeah. it. Which meant that you either had to play his tune as your first tune or maybe your last tune because you couldn't mix in or out of it. And and, it, and I explained that to him and uh, and he was like, all right, okay, well, you know what, next time I'll make the next one mixable for you. You know, you know, a yeah, bit of a joke. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we exchanged phone numbers. Um, weren't even, well, sorry, there was mobile phones by this point. Home phone, when you answer it with yeah, the postcode. Hello, order 125652. I gave him my home phone number. Yeah. He called me one day and he said, look, you know, I've taken on board what you said. You know, um, do you want to come and just sit in with us and, you know, uh, and let's let's make something that's mixable? You know, and I said... 
<laughs> yeah, all right then. Yeah. Sound it. Oh, it should be all right, mate. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I I'll went to his place. <laughs> this is a massive deal for me, you know, yeah, to go yeah. over there. So he lived in Preston, so I drove across. We just got like a house on fire. From the moment we met, it was just like, boom, you know, just like, uh, you know, new best friends, basically. Right, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we, we, we did a couple of tracks that that uh, that, 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 that did okay, you know. Uh, then I started remixing for him, you know, I, so I remixed um, two uh, or three of his sort of big singles, you know, uh, did a thing called Cushionada, which is uh, pretty much a forerunner to trance, to be honest. If I played it to you now, you'd be like, all oh, right, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. '94, you know, yeah. uh, but it, it, it sounds like trance, you know. Uh, but we didn't know, we, did, you know, it, we, it's just what we were feeling. So the, the, in our at, least, at this point, there wasn't even a, a, a genre. It wasn't classed as trance, really. No, sound, not no, at all. No, 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 no. There was no, 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 no genre called trance, really. Yeah. Uh, um, but, but yeah, the sound ended up being on that uh, tip. Yeah, you know, yeah, one of those. Yeah. You think, looking back, you think, wow, right, okay, that, that's partially where that comes from. made a couple of other tunes and I made a tune in 92 called Circle City Moments of Inertia which got signed to Warp and that again that's a proper forerunner to trance. Too, right, you know okay, what I mean? Yeah, you know, yeah. so so uh, you know, I've always liked that quite soundscapey, um, ethereal kind of euphoric uh, type. Thing, yeah, yeah, euphoric, but also like the, some of the earlier stuff I did had a bit of a deeper edge to it right. as well. You're like it was very emotional, but like maybe on the black keys rather yeah. than the majors. You know what yeah, I mean? It was, yeah. it, was a, it was quite 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 thoughtful. Um, um, but but yeah, so we, I did did a couple of singles with him, um, and then um, like in '94. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. We're looking know. at notes now. It was, it was well, 90. Well, was it? Well, it's 95, really. Yeah, okay. it was 95. I was just looking at your notes. That's the oh, first right, time okay. I've actually looked at your notes. <laughs> as it goes. I haven't needed them, mate. Brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I've been working with him for a while, and then, and then, uh, right. So, um, I, I, I actually do need to say this as well. Is that uh, in '94 was a very rubbish year. I, I, um, for whatever reason, I had a summer of. Like we're, we're, we're in '88, it'd been the summer of love. I had the summer of shitness. Oh really? Uh, yeah, where basically loads and loads of stuff got cancelled. Um, I had about eight cancellations in a row. I don't think it was. It wasn't a personal thing. Lots of other people were in a similar position. Dance music was getting. Uh, it was almost getting to that point where I was thinking. Is he getting a bit tired? Oh, really? Yeah, right, okay. without yeah, a yeah. shadow of a doubt. Like the the, the rave thing mm. had definitely got a bit tired because right. what had happened was you had the people that had first been making all the rave stuff, SL2, Slipmap, those guys, they were awesome. You know, people that were making that kind of rave were brilliant. And then just the same as has been with all other music scenes ever since, you have the uh, originators and then you have the, the copycats. Yeah, yeah. And... and all the stuff that was coming out um, um, from sort of 93 to 94 that was rave-based rave, rave based, sounded really, really, like, contrived, muddy, and not very well made right, at all. Okay. You know, uh, you so can relate that's quite a few scenes ever since. 100%. It's, just same, it's the same yeah, thing yeah, every same single cycle, time. Yeah. I see it all the time with yeah, the yeah. Deep House stuff, yeah, with yeah. everything pretty much, with the exception of perhaps a, a couple of things, techno, yeah. you know, uh, has always sort of remained a fairly solid, yeah. I think. Um, but... Um, but certainly, yeah. So it was getting a bit shonky. That that sound was getting a bit tired, and I felt there was a need to shift into the more housey side of things, which is what I was starting to do. And even at Ark, I was beginning to play loads less ravey and a lot more housey. It was a very conscious decision. Yeah. It just got to a point. I played at somewhere in Hull one night, and there was like loads and loads of people there who were just smashed off their faces on amphetamine, uh, you know, with uh, the shirts off and all the rest of it. And you know, where you you just covered it. In like yeah, spittle, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and it just weren't pleasant. Mm. It just weren't. It just weren't pleasant at all. And 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 I just thought I don't. You know, I want to want to consciously make something different. But then some of the gigs that I was going to do, they fell through, and it completely destabilized me. And in '94, I was thinking, right, that's it. I've actually had a pretty decent run. Yeah. Five years at anything's all right, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think I might be, you know, I might be at that point where I can step back into sales, no problems. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about going back in that direction, and you know, I was really, you know, I even had some pretty dark thoughts around that yeah, time. You know, yeah. where you think, oh, you know, it's all yeah, over. Yeah, you know, that yeah, kind yeah. of nonsense that you think sometimes. And then, um, and then uh, I went and worked with Blandy one day, and we we did this tune called "Kick Up the Volume." Yeah, um, and uh, and I did a version with him. And it was all right, and um, um, we somehow managed to get it signed to XL Records, right? The legendary um, XL, Records. You know, sorry, the, the legendary the, the XL uh, Records, which yeah. Prodigy's on, and yeah, you yeah. know, and a few other like acts, like yeah. I don't know, there's a few other people on that label, and you know, uh, and uh, and and literally, uh, you know, uh, they signed it up, and then Blandy did a remix of it under his new uh, guys, which was Dancing Divas. Um, and um, and they they sent me this this track and, and you know one of those things where it's very rare in your career where where you get sent something you just think oh my game changer god yeah check that out it's amazing and not just that that's what everybody else thought as well oh, you know yeah. so I owe him 
everything, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. For for that one moment, that that proper game changing moment where I was I was out the door, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I'm done, you know. Yeah. I, I've had enough, you know. You I, brought I'm, it back around with one remix. Unbelievable. Yeah. Music can do that though, can't it? it really, Un- it really can. Unbelievable, yeah. you know what happened? You know, literally. So uh, the record company XL sent it to loads of DJs. Then I've got Judge Jules, who at the time was on Kiss FM. You know, he wasn't even on Radio One at that point. You know, calling me saying, right, he used to do a thing called Judge and the Jury. That's where. Right, okay. So, so, so he said, come down, and I want you to be. Um, you know, I want you to um, to, to be on the panel and. Um, you know, you judge yeah. records basically. Yeah, yeah. So I went down, met a few people there, got involved in the London music industry. Uh, the track took off. It went to number one. Um, as it, the, there was two charts in the UK. There was the, the the ordinary sales charts and there was the dance charts. And we were, you know, it was number one in the dance charts. And then I'm getting people calling me saying, "Can you come and play for us in Australia?" Right. <laughs> You know, and uh, around the world, you know, and, wow. and literally that one tra- track, yeah. you know, that, that it was their mix, you know, yeah, and um, yeah. hold my hands up, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah. was their mix, you know, yeah. but but uh, but it gave me the opportunity to go around the world for the first time, you know, um, and it was just, it was just the, from then on, you know, things, things completely changed. Pick up the volume, play it loud. That breakthrough moment, and don't get it wrong, it stars though, doesn't it? Yeah, it yeah, yeah. You know, I've done, I've done a lot of stuff regionally. Yeah, you know, but it, this was a, this was a worldwide moment. You right, know, and really. it, that, that really, you know. Yeah. So you're, oh, but like, like you just mentioned, you know, Ian Bland was the, the real pivotal turning point. You know, hundred percent. Like, uh, you know, and I, I never forget that. You know, no, and no. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, we still, we're still friends. We still work together, not as much as we used to, but yeah, um, you know, uh, that, that was just the beginning of, uh, you know, some great stuff for us, yeah. which I'm. Sure so how, how did you get onto the? Because obviously you've done you, so you've done the kick up the volume. Yeah. It's booted off worldwide. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're playing everywhere. You're yeah. playing all over the world. You're playing at some of the biggest parties. Mm. Kick up the volume was very much house record. It was very much. So yeah. how did that transpire into the? Because the next the next big stage of your career. If, Correct me yeah, if I'm wrong. Now no, was the you, trance, you yeah, know, it was the yeah, quake, which yeah. again was you and Ian. Mm. So obviously you've mentioned before that you, you know, you have always been inspired by the deeper kind of beginnings of trance. Was yeah. it just a natural progression, or was it there was, a record no, it, that made you think? Oh, uh, yeah, a couple. Yeah, um, um, right. First of all, right. Although it's a little bit further back, uh, Quench Dreams, which yeah. again fixed yeah. in the in the in the mix. You know, that was one of the first moments where I heard a riff and it just made the hair stand up on the back yeah. of your neck and made everybody else jump out of their skin yeah. and I from that moment onwards I always wanted I always thought mm, right I want to you know I want to make some stuff that makes have that that, that has that that reaction you mm. know so I started exploring a little bit more of that but we didn't really put anything out on that front um, um, and then um, in so the music it's, it's, right so you've got two different ways of doing things you've got the Sven Vath school of I just play techno, right, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. or yeah, and, and that, that, you know, you're known for that sound. That one no disrespect to anyone. No, 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 no. That works for a lot of people, but it does mean that you go in and out of fashion. Yeah. 
I come from an era of um, where some of our, some of the people who we sort of idolised are the people like David Bowie, yeah, even the likes of Madonna, who just change. She's like a chameleon; she yeah. changes skin all the time. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, you know, uh, and, and then you see people like Lady Gaga try and do that years later, but never as much as yeah. good as she she could ever do that, you know. But but David Bowie would be the main inspiration for that, and I always felt just change it up. Yeah. Just change it up. Now's the yeah, time, yeah, you know. Yeah. And 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 the light bulb record that that did that for us is probably Energy Fifty Two. Okay, Cafe Del Mar. Yeah. 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 What year was this? This was kind of like ninety seven. I right, think ninety seven. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I mean, tra- that's that's how, that sound of trance was really starting to bubble yeah. at that point, wasn't it? it was... If I just backtrack a tiny yeah. little bit, actually, right. So, in amongst all of this, what we haven't mentioned is I, I was playing a lot in Northern Ireland. Right. Okay. Now, Northern Ireland was just coming out of a war. Right, right yeah, you know, yeah. and and um, there was a whole whole lot of um, um, people there who had a kind of lot of a lot of rage and a lot of love to, to, yeah. b- b- between them, and and they liked they liked like the techno-y type stuff and some things that were even the forerunner to Cafe Del Mar, it, like loops and things. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. that that's not a new that's not a track that was you know it's not it's not by. Um, uh, it's not by Paul King. It's no. it's it's by Jens. Yeah, of and, course. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it, so it comes out of that era of things like that, paragliders, um, and um, uh, hard floor. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They did experience in that. I never know this experience. Experience. You know, they did the uh, yaki yaki and all that yeah. type of stuff. Yeah. So so. So that was all coming through, and that was massive in Ireland. And I was quite well known for playing that kind of like it had gone from being rave to a bit more techy, techno-y, to then you know building on that, and the acid was coming through again, you know, and 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 it was building up through what was then progressive house, and the, out of progressive house kind of came trance. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah perfectly. You know, you uh, the, like yeah. the Sasha sort of stuff that he was doing at that period. That 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 was kind of like you know went between a, a couple of different genres. Isn't and, it weird how musical genres grow and stuff it? like yeah. it's crazy yeah, when, you, when you like yeah. look back to the roots and like we're sat here talking, yeah. thinking. Because from house, progressive house, yeah, progressive house, you can certainly hear the trancey elements. Yeah, trance that's exactly it's where crazy, it comes like, from. Yeah. You know, that is that pretty much that is the route was yeah. was was through the progressive house. Yeah. But I found the progressive house really boring. Yeah, you know, um, uh, even though I loved some of it and things like bedrock was it, there. There you go. There's there's a tune that's house. Yeah, that's, that you know that, that that's also got those more serious. Strings in it yeah. and all the rest. Heaven of sent, love, Dave. Heaven, uh, no, the um, uh, for what you dream of. Ah, right, okay, yeah. You know, well, heaven sent was later. Yeah, on, heaven yeah. sent was just after that. Yeah. But all of those things had a had a, a bearing on where we were going, you know, and uh, and 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 yeah. So out of the back of all of that, we started to do a few more things where. I did a remix for um, a, a DMC. I'm sure right. you know yeah, DMC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did yeah. a remix of. Um, New Atlantic, I know. Okay, yeah. And we just did it in that more trancey style, you know. We 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 just we did we you know like Ian's such a brilliant musician, mm. and he's such a sponge of information. And if you you know, so my job at that point was like I just bring the bullets, you know what yeah, I mean? I bring the records, yeah, yeah. you know, and and say, oh, 
that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. You go, well, what about that? Boom. Play something. You go, yeah. oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what if we do this with it? Oh, you know, and, and that's and so it kind of, you know, we were lucky enough to be involved in the bit of the shaping of the trance thing, yeah. you know, with the, you know, some of the stuff that we did, some of the Quake remixes, you know, uh, I, I know that, you know, Right, and I'm not uh, I'm not one for bigging themselves up or anything, but you know when we do meet up with some when I do meet up with some people like above and beyond and people like that, you know, and Gareth Emery and various other characters, you know, they do say we've got all your Quake records, you yeah, know. And you think, oh yeah, my yeah. god, above and beyond, we've got our Quake records, yeah. you know, which is a lovely thing, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah, and totally. you know, and those those guys were at school, you know, some yeah. of them were not 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 all of them, but but one or two of them were, you know, and uh, 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 but but you know, and, and the same with Alf with the technical yeah, stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. and he's he's heard us from way back and all the rest of it, and and it's nice, it's a lovely thing to be involved yeah. in all that sort of stuff, and. And literally, yeah. So we did. We did this tune called "The Day Will Come," and 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 right. So we just started. Is that new? I heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 what I I loved trance, but what I was hearing too much of was Bjork style Norwegian vocals right, okay, that were yeah. a bit floaty and didn't yeah. really mean very much. Whereas what I felt would be a good thing would be for me and Ian to make something that had that power of trance, yeah. but also the vocals that actually you know they, they, they make you want to like again look. taking that inspiration from mm. your from your old school rave days yeah. obviously the old school rave was all about that that love yeah. and emotion you yeah. know the, the power of the vocal yeah. you know all those yeah, kind yeah. of old school rave yeah. anthems yeah, so you're basically fusing the two weren't you so, 100% yeah. using everything that we'd, we'd previously known and, and sort of just bringing, bringing something something from there but also adding something new to it and uh, you know and I loved all that kind of orchestral type stuff I always have done you know what I mean I'd stand up in the studio on a chair and like, like a conductor, <laughs> conductor and bring Rob. the strings yeah, in, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and uh, not know any musical terms, but you yeah, know, just yeah. like like oh, so they yeah, were the stick. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, so so yeah, so so all of that came together with the quake thing, and then we we played it to. I had a friend called uh, so I still have a friend called uh, called Phil Faversham, and he worked for um, FFRR, okay, uh, which is Pete Tong's label. Yeah. Uh, so he was like one of Pete Tong's still going right. now, is it? Yeah, 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 and uh, he, he he was one of uh, Pete Tong's right hand men and um, and I, I gave him the, the acetate of the tune and he was just like oh my god that's amazing so I was like wow great a nice one so he played it to, to Pete Tong and then one day I was in a, a Porto in Leeds you know okay, the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was sat in a Porto and then like, like this private number came up on my phone the only one person I knew had a private number was Ian and he's a prankster as well right. like, he's a you know, he, you know he's a proper like you know uh, he's just a full on joker so, gets on my phone. He's like, "Hi, hi, hi Rob. It's uh, it's Pete Tong." So I'm like, "Get off, you dickhead! <laughs> <laughs> you dickhead!" Uh, and he's like, "No, no, it's Pete Tong." <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. It's Ian. I know it's Ian. He said. Mate, step out of the bar because I can hear like, all this noise. I can't hear myself think on the phone. So I stepped out of the bar and he said, "I've not got my radio voice on. I'm in my car. I've heard your tune." It's amazing. I want to sign it. And yeah, they paid us a lot of money yeah. to sign this record. We were like, oh my God, you know, like a massive advance for it. Um, and um, 
and 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 literally that was such a another yeah, yeah. so this is like three years later probably yeah. you know uh, then that's how music is sometimes you know what I mean yeah. there's a lot of things that are going on in between but there'll always be those timeline yeah, moments where yeah. it's like this is the you know the lines drawn in the sand at that point and uh, yeah that that track just just uh, changed the game again. Crasher was a big thing then, yeah. you know, and then our tunes are getting played by Scott Bond and uh, by all of the Gatecrasher DJs, you know, and Jules and everybody. And then we started doing a few remixes because Jules had Manifesto as a label. Yeah. And uh, we did this track called York, The Awakening. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, we remixed this track. Uh, they just give us a little guitar part that just went dee 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 dee. And that was it. And then it, it got signed up um, by Manifesto, and they uh, they ended up um, doing fifty thousand copies of it on the first wow. day. Uh, yeah, and and then it sold like a quarter of a million copies, and wow. uh, yeah, the, you know it was an unbelievable experience. The thing is, like, so we, we we just remixed it. So yeah. you know, sorry, it was our remix, but we didn't make the money out of it. You know, we were supposed to make some money out of it. And then the deal got reneged on and all the rest of it, which is the music industry through and through, you yeah. know. Uh, so even though it was a massive moment for us, it wasn't financially a massive yeah. moment yeah. to some degree. But then everybody wanted us to remix their tunes. So we remixed uh, Armin Van Buren's first single, Communication. <laughs> Communication. Ralph Fridge for an angel and uh, or, sorry, and, uh, 
um, uh, what's it called? About, uh, yeah, Angel. Angel. Yeah, 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 Angel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Angel. 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 Few years off the yeah. back of that, you yeah. know, and uh, obviously and got signed to uh, the, the the music got signed to Human Traffic as well. Yeah, the film, yeah, you know? yeah. Sorry, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, so we did three tracks on Human yeah. Traffic as well, Mental. which was unbelievable. So we saw yeah. we were actually given the film with no music on. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So which was a crazy thing to sit yeah, there and watch yeah. a funny film that has no music in, and then they would just give us like a right. We want the track to sound a bit like. Uh, waterfall at this point, you know, uh, by Atlantic Ocean. Right, you know, yeah. we want a track that's a bit like that, or we want a track that's a bit like this, you know. Uh, and then we had to write something original from there. But you know, they just need to be like a minute clip of the best bit of the tune. Premier and sat there with Danny Dyer and company, right, you know yeah. what I mean? And like wow. he was like a little spotty wow. kid, you know. Unbelievable. Yeah, sat there yeah. with, with 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 them all, and you're thinking that's her music. Yeah, it was yeah. Probably hey, it was, that must be a very proud moment. One of the proudest moments of my yeah. entire life. It was just yeah, an yeah. Un, unreal experience wow. to, to sit there and watch that. That's turned into such a cult movie. Every it time is I cult. see a post, it is cool. Yeah. It is absolute you know, cult. You know, every time I see see a clip come up on the yeah. internet, I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. it's such a nice thing to be involved in that. So, you know, very grateful. You know, I, I never lose sight of being grateful to yeah. everyone who, who's helped us along the way. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I hate it when people get too far up their own yeah, backsides about definitely. stuff. Honestly, you, we, you know, they, they gave us a huge break. Pete, Pete Tong gave us a huge yeah. break. And then out of the back... I know Pete Tong will be listening to this podcast. Well, of course so. he will be. Thanks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tunes in every week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, so, certainly uh, that you know that, that that was a that was a huge moment, and then and then Mixmag. I don't know why they did this, but they wrote "Trance is dead" on the front cover of Mixmag, and uh, that was a huge game game changer because after two or three years of amazing times. Yeah things started to split again and it started to go into being trance without big riffs in which became progressive house again right okay, you know yeah, yeah. which was going back to sasha digweed uh anthony papa those kind of guys and i was resident at a night in leeds uh which was a great night called union really good night on a friday and then uh matters had been in contact with me so i was doing union on a friday oh sorry out of the back of doing uh, uh all the trance stuff uh, i was asked to do uh, Kiss FM, 
Right, so I okay. got, had a, a show on Kiss FM uh, like like uh, every Saturday night, um, uh, nine nine till eleven, folks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on on Kiss, which then turned into Galaxy, um, uh, and that was all out of the back of doing the trance stuff. Yeah. Um, what sort of music were you playing on the show? Everything. Everything. Right, yeah. Going back to the right, yeah, yeah, the yeah, schmoggers yeah. board of like, right, yeah. I love this, I love that, yeah. I love you know, which was great, you know, because yeah. because uh, I'm uh, you know I'm so. So glad that I'm taken seriously for doing a few different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Because some people get boxed off, and it's Mate, really it's not many people difficult. have done that. Not many. To break I, I out can't the actually, box. I can't actually think of anybody. There obviously have been other instances mm. of this, but you can literally count them on one hand. People who've used their own yeah, name yeah. and traversed so many know, different genres and been taken very seriously. Lucky. Very lucky. it's like, oh, God, no. No you, way. You belong in that box over know, there. You can't come over it's, into it's ours. It's a bit annoying. It's a bit annoying. It's really actually. annoying. Yeah, it's yeah. really annoying. It is annoying. You know. So, uh, so, so yes, from doing the radio show and everything, then, then I think Madison Company must have sort of heard of us doing yeah, my stuff yeah. um, um, at, at Sunny Central and then then he asked me to so sorry this is my point so Friday night was Union in uh, in uh, Leeds uh, doing the Progressive House Saturday night I was doing stuff for Kiss and Galaxy at Europa uh, on a like a general yeah. like if you like Sharon and Tracy type night. Well, I, I actually remember the first time I ever saw you play was Europa was the club that I that I cut my teeth at clubbing, and yeah, I remember going yeah, in there on a yeah. Friday night and, what, and seeing you playing. The yeah. first time, who's this guy? Oh, was, <laughs> you were doing a party scratch, going tick 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 tick. That's mad. I know. That is mad. It must have been about like. That must have been like back. It was definitely the nineties, back end of the nineties. Yeah, uh, yeah, it would have been. Yeah, yeah. it would have been. It would probably be about ninety, ninety-seven or so. Yeah, nine, yeah. Nine, I just that. left school. Just left school, and I was, uh, yeah, I was, yeah, I was literally going out <laughs> there, and it was like. It, it changed my life. It was like this is clubbing. Wow, yeah, you know, because yeah. I was the same as you. You'd go out, yeah. you'd be, be fighting and fucking yeah, or whatever yeah, else. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, to hear yeah. this mute people are dancing. Well, people are like it. Then you were on deck, so I was like, well, yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing is that, that I'm so, so then. Right, getting, getting to this point. So, yeah, so yeah. then on the on the Sunday, I was then doing some Sunday Central stuff for right, those guys yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. And and the, um, Matters had asked me to look for a club in Leeds. Yeah, and that turned out to be Europa. Right. So because so okay. the, the guys that I was doing this uh, Sharon and Tracy night for the the Kiss night yeah. that you're talking about, um, you know, they were saying, mate, you know, we've got this great club, you know, and it was a great club, oh, wasn't mate, it? Yeah, it was Europa. a wicked club, you know. God. I mean, I'm sure there's people who listening to the, who are oh, be listening to this yeah. that went to Europa, but that was the daddy, wasn't it? Unbelievable. It was, it was a big like um, just to give, set the picture. There was DJ box right in the middle of the dance floor, balcony going all the way around yeah. it. Yeah, loads of nooks and crannies. Yeah, bit dingy, a bit dark, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, multifaceted, oh, you know, yeah. lo loads and loads of different levels Proper to club. it. Proper loads club. of different levels to it. And I think that's what made it so special because yeah, yeah. so many people could people see it. People everywhere, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Unbelievable.
I spoke to the guys from Europa and said, what about doing this Sunday Central thing? And then out of nowhere, boom, that happened. But I think some of the people like yourself yeah. and lots of other people like you started getting into the Sunday Central thing. Yeah, I mean, it was... I'm a, sure it yeah, must have been it, like it, 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 well, I mean, it was just a time. It, the music was getting harder. The yeah, hard house yeah. thing was just starting to bubble. It was just you know, bubbling. Trance had really like, opened up the market, from my point of view anyway, because mm. I, I first got into Trance and... You know, like the, the really commercial stuff, yeah. like Brainbug Nightmare, yeah, and DJ yeah. Quicksilver, Bellissimo, you know. Mm, yeah, yeah. That was pretty much, it was fast-paced, high-energy music. It was, you it know? was so, very well-produced, yeah, yeah. high-paced energy yeah, music yeah. as and well, you know. Yeah, you know, really good riffs, and it hooks you in as a young, as a young yeah. kid. And that, yeah. the, you could, when you when you look back, again, it's weird when you look mm, back and you mm. can see how musical yeah. genres form, yeah. but, you know, that was the beginnings of Hard House, basically. Oh, I, know, I, know, I know there was all, like, the Tony DeV stuff and, like, you know, I mean, even Quench Dreams had a big sauce. And it's, it it riff did, in it, it but. did, yeah. But you see, so part of my influence as well for everything that I've done is Tony DeV yeah. and Carl Cox. Yeah. So I played with Carl Cox um, uh, 1992, first time he came and played an illegal party in Leeds with us at this thing uh, in Chapel Town called Dream. And, uh, and he DJed there. And he was... Not only a fantastic DJ, he was the nicest guy, one right, of the yeah. nicest guys I've ever met. Yeah, came in, hello, mate, how you doing? I'm yeah. Carl, do me a favor, you uh, you, you, you know, get us a drink and, uh, and I'll play some records, and then just destroyed the crowd on three decks, yeah. which I'd never seen before. Yeah. And then when I first met Tony DeVee, was through going right, on the yeah, circuit yeah. around the country, and then and then when I met him, watching him play was a light bulb moment as well because yeah, yeah. he would play um, everything from like handbaggy sort of house, you know, uh, um, right the way all the way through to sort of, um, you know, hard as nails, yeah. fast as fast as it came, 160 sometimes, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, on a pair of decks and, and, and not only that, one of the nicest guys. Yeah. Nice to everybody, time for everybody and I always said if ever things go well, I will always be like that. Yeah, yeah. I will never... Never change from being it's like that. It's a good that. testament to have. It's good. It's a good um, attitude to have. You know, you've got to. Uh, you meet too many people who, who, who make it in inverted commas mm. as DJs. And mm. They just go up their own ass, oh, forget where they awful. came from, and there's not. It's, it's awful, man. No one's got any respect for people like that. Yeah. And, and obviously, Tony DeVee was playing at Sunday Central, wasn't he? he was, yeah, you know, he yeah, was yeah. The, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he was, was one yeah. of the figureheads of uh, again of all. I mean, you look Sunday Central to a lot of people to to to. You know, to certainly will be listening to this podcast was very core hard house. But if mm. you look back to the beginnings of Sunday Central, it's a lot more open playing field. Mm. You had uh, Brandon Block, Alex yeah. P, uh, Sasha, yeah, Sasha, <laughs> what the fuck, Guy on the Dell. You yeah, know, all yeah. those kind of guys. You know, because uh, Antal Paul and, yeah. and 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 uh, Jules used to play yeah. as well because they came. You know, they they came from back there as well. You know, Sunday Central started to happen. Um, just out of the back of trance, really. Yeah, in yeah. fact, in the midst of trance, really, yeah. and and that's that's why I felt kind of comfortable with introducing something that, that at that particular point they'd gone away from, which yeah. was there was no vocal element to it, yeah. or it seemed like there was a lot less vocal element apart from say Paul Kershaw and Nick Rafferty, yeah. who perhaps played more along those sort of lines, and. I, I, I wanted to bring some of that to it, you know what I mean? I, I felt like, just like I'd done with the Quake stuff, it's great to have riffs and it's great to have moments, but you had a vocal. Yeah, and, boom, everything and changes. everyone loves yeah, it. And, yeah. and I think, you know, that that's what kind of helped me a lot. Yeah, with definitely. Well I, well, I remember, you know, going to Sunday Central and your set certainly stood out from the rest because of that element, mm. you know, and mm. that's why, you know, moving forwards, obviously Sunday Central just went boom. <laughs> 
walk into that place and it, it was just some it was just something special yeah. but you can't describe it in words it's a uh, you know it's a, it's a just a crazy place where oh. you know you, i mean but but see the thing is though that's what tidy became yeah you know so, yeah, so yeah. anyone who's been to to any of the tidy experiences all the good griefs or any of that kind of stuff because good grief Grief was very, very special at the time mm. as well, you know, and and it, and storm and all that type of stuff, you know, that that ethos did pretty much emanate from there. It did, I, yeah. I feel like I feel like it did. I, I don't want to be disingenuous to anyone, no. anyone else. It's I just think a, I think certainly up north it did. I mean, obviously down London, everyone down south, everyone would be trained. Obviously, it's all yes, trade, that, trade, but of course, you know, up, you know, up, up, north, up north, of course, yeah, up north, yeah. Where things are proper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it was Sunday Central yeah. certainly, and it, you know, yeah. it's, it, it's got a lot to be responsible for. But I remember going back, going into the club, and it would be very banging. There'd be you know a lot of great music, but the the one set you'd always play last set. I did yeah, and it would be because of the big vocals, mm. get everybody out on a yeah. high, and you know Sunday Central moved upgraded, went from Europa, went to Evolution, yeah, yeah. and you know again, I mean Evolution was one of the big super clubs back mm. then, you know one of these Luminar Leisure type yeah. places, and you know it was packed out every Sunday mm. or every you know once a month or mm. whatever it was. Was yeah. it weekly there? No, no, it, it, it was, was monthly, it was wasn't monthly, it? Monthly, yeah, monthly, but it, yeah. It, you know it wasn't a bank holiday Sunday. No, it was just no. a random Sunday. Two thousand eight hundred <laughs> of your closest friends. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I certainly met a lot of my closest friends there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was a, it was a it was a brilliant time. But I mean, I, I, it's really weird for me because I remember I was obviously in the crowd at, the, at this mm. point. You know, yeah. I didn't. You know, I mm. was looking up to you guys, and I was like, oh my God, I want to <laughs> see these. You know, I, I want to be in their place. And, you know, I always remember your closing sets. You know, they, to anybody who, who went to Sunday Central, they are pretty much the stuff of legend. Really, you know, they they. They really are, you know, there's certain tunes that are synonymous mm. with you yeah. closing yeah. that place. You know, Disco Brothers, Nine Millimeter, Nine, yeah. nine is yeah. a classic. Yeah. Um, you know, they did the take me away boot like that yeah. you did. You yeah. Know, certainly there was Oh thanks, mate. Thank so you. so Thank many you. good times yeah. and good memories from around there. Thank you. It was uh it was good. And obviously this is when hard house is all booming, so yeah. Yeah. you know, you you've obviously moved from the Quake stuff and started doing Rob Tazera's mm. Hard House yeah. and you've yeah. kind of cemented yourself in this scene mm. through yeah. would you say Sunday Central was the yeah. thing that helped you, you know? Yeah, yeah, that that that's what came came first. Yeah. Um and then Good Grief came along yeah. uh, slightly after that. Um, you know, um and and then everything else was, tied in and Frantic as well. You know, and you know and you know all of those things. You know, Fran- Frantic came fairly much alongside the Sunday Central stuff. Sunday Central first and then and then frantic and you know um, and then yeah the uh, the, the tidy the, the good yeah. brief all, all that kind of stuff yeah. all came Sunday off Central's the back got of that. a lot to answer for hasn't yeah, it has so, it I mean, has you, know, you, yeah. you speak to Andy and Ammo tidy boys yeah and, you know their first break as DJs was at Sunday Central oh, I watched know, I watched that I, yeah, I yeah, watched that yeah, particular yeah. moment yeah, I remember thinking who are those guys yeah, you know yeah. whilst Andy was stood up uh, with his shirt off you yeah, know yeah, uh, on where the decks were on his ass and stuff absolutely brilliant you know and and you know that what they did, you know, and what you've done, you know, out of the back of that was something else. That, mm. you know, you, t- you you took the ball, put it under your arm, and r- ran off, yeah, ran yeah. off the pitch. With it. Yeah, you know, uh, they, they were they were phenomenal uh, events. You know, for for me, I think yeah. If if you ask me to sort of you know say what were the what were the the key things that have ever happened, certainly tidy's right up there. Yeah, yeah. you know, when you think of. 
think of the craziness that came out of Tidy. Oh, like, the, you know, yeah, Sunny Central created that, but but then but like sir, say, that, you yeah. ran off, you ran off the pitch yeah. with the ball. Well, it, it, it was certainly Ammo yeah, and Andy the, 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 and the team, you know, that around mm. the time that they ran off. I mean, they, they were all inspired by Sunny Central. Hardhouse was booming. It was Ammo's creativity, Andy's business uh, foresight, and, and and a really good fucking team yeah. that was working yeah. with them. Yeah, you know, I was quite late to the party in, in a lot of sense. I mean, we, you know, we've done some really cool stuff together, mate. Don't yeah. get me wrong, we've yeah, done yeah. some cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, it was uh, certainly like the first weekenders, and I mean, you, you, again, you were an instrumental part in that. So you know, Sunday Central was obviously been booming. Hard House is everywhere. It's up yeah. and down the country. Oh, I, did, I wish it'd stay like that forever. I know, you know I know. Uh, but, hell, but, 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 uh, but yeah, <laughs> it will come back round. Yeah, it'll come back round. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. <laughs> Maybe these podcasts will people <laughs> listening like one Um, but yeah, but you know, I think um, uh, yeah, at the moment, I think some some sort of younger people get their fix of hard music, probably out of um, the likes of uh, not so much now, but certainly like dubstep and the the drum and bass and all that. The type EDM, of stuff. mate, and EDM. the EDM. I mean, I was listening yeah. to some EDM the other day, and it's nails, man. Yeah, it's like it's just hard house. Well, and some of it's hard style. It's, it's mental. It's, it's absolutely mental. mental. Yeah, it's mental. Oh, oh, it's mental. Oh, I tell you, hey, they don't all live on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, so obviously you know the hard house thing's gone gone pop. Yeah, you know, you're you're yeah. up and down the country. Yeah, done the Sunday Central thing. Um, Sunday what to what what year was it? I mean Sunday Central started tapering off. Kind of, it was it it was it was around two thousand two thousand eight that the, the Sunday Central hard stuff. But obviously. The next big thing in your career yeah. was yeah. a thing called Funky Central. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, so so that that would have been about um, that that was actually about two thousand five. Yeah. So. Um, what we noticed, so um, we, we we had the back room, you know, um, at Sunny Central, which was Funky Central yeah. uh, in Rosie's Bar, um, at, at Evolution, and um, like the Trophy Twins were the residents, and you know, um, I think because I'd had some previous sort of success with the house stuff. I wanted to play some house music. Yeah. I love it. Right. Yeah. I love playing hard stuff. Don't get me wrong. Right. This is why I've done so many different things. I love playing hard stuff. But there is a part of that going right the way back, you know, where my, you know, I have some like soulful feelings, you know, and I love the, the house music as well. And I love the vocals and all the rest of it. So I started playing a few sets in there. That started to go quite well. And then I sort of, you know, piped up and said, look, you know, why don't we look at making this, you know, what I was noticing from the outside, you know, uh, in my kind of like uh, probably frustrated like uh, uh, f- uh, promoter way, you know, that uh, uh, I'd never actually promoted anything really. I, I, I'd always given a lot of good advice to some people who take that advice as mm. promoters and do all right. But, but I, I, you know, I said, look, well, you know, I'd like to get involved in, you know, the promotion of the event. And why don't we look at 
What I'd notice is that the people that used to be at the front of the crowd that were, uh, you know, they're getting Monsters Inc. backpack signed yeah. and uh, Beano annuals, and I'm talking about like uh, sometimes a line Beano of annuals, like, <laughs> fifty people waiting yeah, to, yeah, to have yeah. stuff like that signed, and it's, that's true, isn't it? You, you've seen oh, it mate, I, yeah, I, seen... I must admit, I was never in the line. No, but you know what <laughs> I mean. I, I you've do seen, it. seen a few, yeah. fair few Beano annuals. Yeah, 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 you know. Weird. So, 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 I was watching those people then getting a bit more dressed up and being in Rosie's yeah. bar and loving that music. Grabbing a mullet. <laughs> Grabbing a mullet. The yeah. mullet was coming along. And uh, and um, and, and I just thought, oh, you know, we should take this out of here. Let's speak to my friend Val at, um, at, at Mint Club. And when I spoke to her, she said, love it. Friday night, once a month. Um, and it went, it went through the roof. It was unbelievable. Amazing. Every single one that we did for about two years you know it was only on for mm. like two years um, unreal Tolly that we yeah. that we're running the Funky Central. There was, was there was always? me, Tolly, and yeah. two people from Sunday Central. Right, yeah. And uh, we we you know uh, things went sour, you mm. know, um, not of our own making, but but there was there was a there was a bit of a bit of a difficult situation mm-hmm. where, you know, we 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 felt it was time to move on. Let's put right, it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And um, and out of the back of that, <clears throat> we decided to start this thing called Kiss the Funk. Yeah. Um, how did you come up with the name? Was it was it like a conscious decision between? Yourself and Tolly to kind of right. We need to th- we need to get the name Funky Central and kind of just rebrand it, but so people can tell a little bit, it's, yeah, a yeah. little bit. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I'm not massively proud of all that, but but no, but, no, but no. The, but, but, yeah. but the bottom line is, is that, is that you know, um, we were put in a very very difficult situation yeah. after building something very strong. Yes, without those people actually being there, and then they, you know, they they changed the goalposts on 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 how things were being run, and we just decided, you know, enough's enough. It's time to move on, yeah. and you know I, I get on fine with uh, with with uh, Danny in particular. You know from Sunny Central, I don't really see Madders anymore. I love Madders. He's an absolute rogue from yeah, way back, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but uh, but he's got, I, he's got I, a I owe him charm, a, hasn't he? <laughs> a massive amount. I am a massive amount. You know, um, you know he, he he did a lot for me in my career. So I'm, I, you know I don't you know we we had a part in the way, shall of we course, say? Yeah, and we yeah, started yeah. the Kiss the Funk thing, and yeah. that that. That was a piece of solid gold for nearly yeah. ten years, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Christopher was was huge, wasn't it? Yeah, he grew it into you know an absolute monster of a brand. <laughs> yeah. Some things run 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 their course, don't they? You yeah. know, and uh, and I absolutely loved it. And you know, we, we you know we had all the biggest names in the world play for us. Um, and you know, we did Ibiza and uh, um, Singapore, D- Dubai, Bahrain. 
uh, uh, Bali, um, Australia, monthly. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. Um, as well as uh, all across Europe, you know, yeah. we 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 had a, a phenomenal time up until around about two thousand and. 10 2011 and then it's just the same as anything you know uh some things um i always say you know some things are a uh, a chapter in the book but they're not that well, it's book. like everything we've spoken about today everything's been a chapter you know sunday yeah. central isn't about today no you know, or, or certainly isn't about what it, yeah. in the yeah no, in the form not, it once no, was no, not at all no. um you know the rave scene yeah. obviously it's cut on a bit of a rebirth but for yeah. a m- number of years it went totally underground again yeah, you know? it, everything it, has it, a it, everything has a life cycle tidy does. you yeah. know we, we've, we've put it to bed for a bit Everything has a life cycle, man. But yeah, you know, but but you know, as as I'm testament to, things do come back around. Yeah. And who would have we thought? We should all get that tattooed on us. I know, I know, but it's, it's mental. Yeah, it's mental yeah. though, because you know, you know, um, uh, it was a, a, around the same time as uh, the, towards the end of the Kiss the Funk stuff, like 2000 and probably 2011. In fact, you know that uh, I've been turning back um, old school gigs. Yeah. For. 15 years nearly you know yeah. you know where people were coming and asking me to do stuff and I've been saying no because I was pushing on to do the future stuff then I went and did something a bowlers reunion what year this was kind of like at the end of the Kiss the Funk to, stuff so the Kiss the Funk stuff's kind of like been and gone it's had its boom yeah you know the yeah, yeah. house is a little bit yeah. you know it's yeah. kind of it's still there it's still, know, I mean it's still there now yeah, you know, yeah it's, it's still like, there now you know, yeah, um, you know but, 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 but will never die <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know but, but, but yeah it, it, it's it, you know things do get you know weaker and you know, mm. and, and things change, you know. Um, but but certainly, yeah. Out of the back of that, then I started doing a few for the old school gigs, and then, I mean, that's where I'm from. Yeah, and I yeah, love yeah. it. And now, yeah. been given the opportunity to play at the best things, but then also to be able to do it on three three yeah, decks. Well, and, the anti tech, what you did back then. Yeah, and, and really just, do yeah, all yeah. those annoying things that are in music. I never thought think, about that. Actually, it must be really like um, oh, satisfying as a creative person to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> You know, some of that stuff that was made in all those uh, those times back then, you know, um, they were hard to mix yeah. on vinyl. You know, uh, they, they, like, you know, the, the way that everything was made, it wasn't necessarily in a set sequence of bars. Yeah. Things would be in three bar breaks and ridiculous stuff. And you can just straighten all that out now and, and, and add stuff to, to, you know, and enhance what was already great. All the dream frequency tracks that you wanted to put yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, you can put them on now. Yeah, I've yeah, done yeah, it. Yeah, I've yeah, actually yeah. done it. <laughs> I've actually done it. So, yeah, so it's been it's been a great, great experience okay. so far. But, yeah, we're not done just yet. No, we're no, going to do something and, well, and yeah, I can't yeah. wait for that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, so, I mean, this kind of like brings us, you know, obviously there's, there's years we've missed out and stuff, but this kind of brings us right present day and the, the reason that we're sat here talking. Mate, before you know, we go to further, yeah. we've, we've missed out, we've, we've missed chunk. out March 2013. No, I'm joking. No, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, what about that Tuesday in 2007? <laughs> Shit. You said that was a really good day, didn't you? <laughs> nah, man. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it brings us up into the to pretty much the present day. Obviously, yeah. you know, he's still doing the, some house mm. gigs, some old school stuff, yeah. some hard house. Um, we're doing this event on New Year's Day. The reason we are sat here now talking about this, which mm. we, we've been talking now for the last hour and a half. Oh my word! Yeah, Listen, guys, I hope you're not. I hope you're not bored at home. Nah, so, yeah, it will be, mate. Appreciate your patience and listen to my waffle. <laughs> it's good, mate. It's good. <laughs> rave Sorry, waffle. I know, rave waffle. That's what we call the fucking podcast. <laughs> rave waffle. Um, so yeah, we're obviously we're doing this event on New Year's Day. 
just you on the decks for eight hours at yeah. one of the yeah. one of the best clubs in the country, I think. The warehouse, yeah, warehouse is awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's got a lot of history as the warehouse. I mean, when was the first time you played there? What can you remember what year? Ninety one. Right, really? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, ni- maybe ninety two actually. Right, maybe okay. ninety two. So, yeah. so I mean, I've, I moved to the city in ninety one. I think it was probably be been ninety two. Um, so you know, um, yeah, I've got a lot of you know a lot of love for that place. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a great building, and they, what they've done to it as well. It's oh, just brilliant. you know the the last few events that I've done for you guys yeah. there, all the tidy stuff just unbelievable yeah. the sound in there yeah. is awesome the light shows yeah. great you know it's got the great big um, yeah. uh, display behind you and everything it's a cool place you know and um, you know uh, with having the two rooms as well you know the the, the, the whole concept as, as I know you know you know we're, we're, I'm going to do the eight hour set go right across the board you know hopefully you know uh, everyone will have the patience for that which I think they will do you know I already do some stuff I've done some stuff like that it's great fun. People say, "Oh, how are you going to fill that yeah. out?" But I started making a list. Um, I started making a list um, uh, earlier this week, actually, and you just think this is ridiculous. Yeah, I can't you run out of time, don't you? Can't believe how I mean, many how many records there are. You know, it's yeah. gonna. I'm gonna have no problems with filling that time. Good. It's gonna be great fun, and then the beauty is, is to, that, that we got the second room, yeah. which is gonna be a rave within a rave. Yeah. We've picked we've picked four of. So who have we got on there? We've got so we've got we've, got we've got Brad Kells, yeah, uh, Steve Luigi, yeah, uh, Rater, yeah. and my very very good friend Mark Leaf as yeah. well. And um, you know th- those guys, they're perfectly capable in all areas. You know, yeah. so it goes right across the board. Mark is one of the best house and electro DJs I've ever heard. Yeah, you know, he is. Uh, and an good. absolute legend in this city. Yeah. Steve Luigi is ridiculous. I mean, on Saturday night, you know, I played with him this Saturday, and uh, after everybody had been on, you know, uh, Steve Luigi goes on, and you know, you know when it's it's been good, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and you're thinking, you know, you know, uh, you want you want him to keep people in the building, and he just goes on and just takes command, right, and yeah. he, you know, I look, at, I look at up to him you yeah. know you know I, I i i've watched him play before i you know before i actually made it he was there doing it yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and he goes all the way back to like the motown scene you know uh, yeah. um and the northern soul scene he's you know he's absolutely brilliant so he's he's going to play uh, brad kels from joy um another great dj you know that night's a fantastic night and cy freighter who's Got Rejuve, which is ridiculous. It's yeah. uh, it's an absolute. I was actually phenomenal. down at Rejuve with you on the, the other Saturday, and it yeah. was uh, I was pretty blown away by it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not taking away from any of the the nights we've, we've mentioned, not. but Absolutely I mean, not. I was I was genuinely. It's been a while since I've walked into a club unsuspectingly <laughs> and been like, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I only came is, out to get a paper and yeah, now it's yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we've covered all angles with them, you know, uh, yeah. with, having, with having all those guys on. You know, they they will bring a party within a party. Yeah, you know, that, yeah. that that's the plan for that. And, you know, it's just going to be really good fun. Yeah. I can't wait to do it. It's, it's going to be good it. as well. I mean, you know, obviously anybody who's listening to this now, you'll be able to basically give you know the 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 story that you've just heard will be able to be translated musically yeah. you know be you'll be able to hear all the different stages of what you've been doing yeah. in a musical form and you'll yeah. be able to dance and if you were there 
you'd be able to come back and reminisce, you know. Yeah. Obviously, you know, you were the guy who there was doing it. So, you know, it's <laughs> going to uh, be good fun, yeah. It definitely. is going to be good fun. So, that, I think that's enough of us waffling for yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah, guys, it, yeah. Sorry, it, sorry, 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 sorry if we got No, on, mate, it's been brilliant. It's been an absolute pleasure talking <laughs> to you, man. Thank it's you, been, and It's and been you. really interesting, and I think that, um, so for the next uh, for the next 55 minutes, I believe, this is your mix. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, do you want to just give a quick overview of the mix of what's, what's yeah, going on with it? Yeah, what I've it? done is uh, I've tried to, I'm not, it's not really a, t- well, it is a top 10, but but it's more of a, like a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's my memories, it's my feelings and my memories of when I first heard a tune and just thought, Jesus, that's amazing. <laughs> and, uh, and I've got a few little stories to tell just at the beginnings of the track. So I'm not going to try and spoil anything, but uh, I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, cool. And don't forget, you can get your tickets for New Year's Day from Skiddle or moreonthedoor.com now. And uh, we'll see you down there for a big party at the warehouse on the 1st of January. This track, Strings of Life, absolutely love this tune. Just reminds me of going all the way back to 1988 to the warehouse days and just being there with like 25,000 people at times, uh, you know, at some of those really big parties. When this used to get played, the whole place would go completely nuts. It's a pretty aggressive tune, but it's musically made and I absolutely love it. Derek May, you are the god.
this track is LFO by LFO uh, on Warp Records. Uh, came out of the Sheffield bleep scene from the sort of late uh, uh, late 80s and the early 90s. And this is a track that was playing in the background while the police were trying to break into the warehouse that I eventually got put in jail for for three months. And all I could hear was this going off with police sirens and helicopters above and dogs barking and all the rest of it. And every time I hear it, it just takes me back to that moment.
Alison Limerick, Where Love Lives. Um, absolutely beautiful record. Every time I used to hear this in 1991, I used to play at a place called the Koo Club in Huddersfield. And literally, as soon as the piano dropped in, you'd have a thousand pairs of hands in the air. There was no, put your hands in the air. This track just delivered every single time. Total piece of genius.
Baby D, Let Me Be Your Fantasy. This tune, I got it uh, uh, one uh, one Saturday morning. An envelope dropped through my door uh, with this record inside from Power Promotions, and it just said, "This is one of 25. Uh, this is going to be a huge record." And then one night, I was uh, that that very same night, I was playing at Ark in Leeds, and I'd been playing after uh, Paul Oakenfold and a load of other people at the Corn Exchange. There's about 2,000 people there, and it was one of those things where I was thinking, "I've got this brand new record. I'm very, very rare." ever just take a record out and just play it and I thought it's so good I'm gonna drop it and the place exploded 2,000 people just going completely nuts this brand new record and uh, I don't need to say any more about this it's just an absolute winner
Quench Dreams. What a record this is. First time I heard this, um, I was in 1993. Again, same as the other one. Got a test pressing through the through the through the letterbox, and um, it was it was just coming up to New Year's Eve, and I decided to play this record at midnight at Bowlers uh, at the times when they used to get like 5,000 people every week at the club, and um, and and I was playing the midnight hour, and I played like a, a bit of a 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, and then dropped it in where the bells come in, and then the big riff. Uh, comes in and there was literally 5,000 pairs of Puma trainers on the floor and 5,000 holes in the ceiling. It was a right moment and it will just stick with me forever. I love it. Ah, 
so many memories off this tune from so many different times. Um, for me, this record just completely uh, uh, is, uh, is 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 this this is a record that signifies how good Ibiza could be. I played this um, 2003 at Kenya when there was about 2,000 people on the beach, which sounds crazy because it's only a little place, but there was about 2,000 people there, and um, I managed to play it just as the sun was disappearing over the rocks and it's got to be one of the most beautiful moments uh, that I've ever been involved in and it means a, means the world to me.
Energy 52, what a record. This, this is when things change so much, you know, um, trance just come about, 1997, I think it even goes back a little bit further than this, this record, and uh, so emotional and just absolute, a, a, a work of art is the best way to describe this tune. Seems I can't deny Some days just don't feel right I think I feel, I think I feel much better at night Seems I can't deny Some days just don't feel right I think I feel, I think I feel much better big moment in my career this was um, one of the tracks that we did for human traffic this is quake mantra and uh, this is the scene where where um, the guy goes reach for the lasers and there's a party politics scene this music was uh, playing in the background and uh, yeah it's just one of the biggest things that we've ever been involved in
skydive, I feel wonderful. Just so many memories from this. This reminds me of the days of Slinky uh, back in the early 2000s uh, when trance was an enormous thing and Slinky was kind of like the gate crasher of the South. Uh, and this record, this is just everything that, that represents what Slinky was all about. So emotional, brilliant vocals, but brilliant music as well.
his hand I'm free to run, run, run to My favourite record of all time. Absolutely love this. This is um, Massive Attack, Unfinished Sympathy. Just, just so emotional, just beautiful. Just, it's a work of art, it really is. I've said that before about one of the other tunes, but this is just uh, uh, one of the best moments that's ever been created in music.
Well, you know what? I couldn't just finish it like that. So uh, I thought I'd play you my favourite hard house record that, uh, that, in my opinion, has ever been made. I love this. This is Cortina Hire by BK. He is awesome. Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is.
mind, your body, and your soul. It's the power to arouse curiosity. The purpose. The goal which one acts on. A journey of force, hot like the sun and wet like the rain. Feelings of warmth and security. Willing and unwilling sensations of the mind. A condition, the ultimate seduction. Your Sanctuary, made by my good friend uh, Ian Bland uh, of Quake and Dancing Divas and Dream Frequency uh, fame alongside DJ Nipper. This record takes the roof off anywhere. If ever there was a record that could be described as a dance floor uniter, this is it. Love it.
Well, what, what series of records? What, <laughs> what, what collection? Why, thank you, sir. What thank collection? You. What a fine uh, well, selection, well, though. No, I, 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 Proper mixed ganger bag and stuff. Was, yeah. I love the. Uh, <laughs> I actually turned around to you with my eyes wide open when you came out of unfinished symphony. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, deep you don't often higher. get to do that. That's the power. That's the power of the podcast. It's so, brilliant. Um, but uh, uh, virtually all of them records at some point will get played on New Year's Day without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, on uh, that, that's like just a, you know condensed into fifty-five minutes. What's going to be uh, the music that's going to be on show? Yeah. on New Year's Day. Yeah. And I hope to go so you can delve a little bit deeper and go deeper. You know, pull out some more personal favourites. Um, certainly, there's going to be uh, some forgotten gems. There will dropped. be. That's the thing. I think sometimes that's a real, real key thing is to not not forget to just play stuff out of the blue. That's what makes that more, that's what makes it really special. So I can't wait for it. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. No, thank you. And um, as I said, don't forget, guys. The whole point of this is to give you an insight to Rob, who's going to be doing his eight-hour open to close set on New Year's Day at the Warehouse in Leeds, uh, 4 p.m. in the afternoon till 12 a.m. in the morning. Maybe a little bit late, depending yeah. on how we go. You never know. You never know. I've been known, known to do the odd ten more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just ten more. Just ten more. I love it. So yeah, brilliant, Rob. As I say, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, mate. No worries, mate. And I will. Um, yeah, we'll see you all on New Year's yeah, Day. Look nice forward one. to it. Cheers, guys.